The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD or its components. I'm here myself through my headphones. Yes, man. Like, I feel real good about this. Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. 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 My issue a challenge just starting off. If you Ooh. got a spouse, yeah, if you got a spouse and your spouse understands how evals work, explain to her how the frocking eval work, man. In in less than a minute. Explain to her and him how a frocking eval work in less than a minute and see if you could do it. <laughs> I was well, trying to talk about works. works. Oh, in less than a minute. <laughs> explain in less than a minute right now. Well, a frocking eval is when you you make you make rank. You're not part of of the uh like say you're a CN chief. You're not part of the CN chief's ranking. You you kind of in your own ranking or whoever made it with you. That's who you part of the ranking. So that's called like a frocking ranking. Pretty much you ain't getting paid or whatever the case may be. And uh you could be one of one and you could be one of four or whatever the case may be, but it's an eval pretty much don't mean a whole lot to me anyway. I mean, that's a it means something. Don't get me twisted, it means something, but uh you kind of could be ranked one of one or yeah yeah it's not it's not a, it's not easy to explain but yeah 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 i was gonna say all the spouses call in let us let us know <laughs> if you understand that explanation man you know what i'm saying so <laughs> would you would you prefer a frocking eval or would you prefer a like one-on-one ep frocking eval or like a rank uh eval somewhere low oh always rank mm-hmm. i'm always rank rank eval regardless of the situation i want to rank eval um, or, or not necessarily rank. It's depending on where you at. I take a, a a P also. Me personally, like if I get there at a certain, uh-huh. I know people don't like doing that. People are like oh, I'm gonna be an NOB. See, to me personally, yeah. the NOB can man, the NOB can get you, man. Like in, yeah. I tell you what, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna say it can get you, but what it can do is is like now you can be going. Somebody can be ranking you and say, oh, he wasn't ranked last year, so this could be like his first eval yeah right so now you got yeah then that, now yeah, now, like, you, now, yeah, yeah now you're starting like, off and that's if they give you a p now people always say your training command is your performance on how you do this and how you do that but guess what i do also know it's hard to bump somebody down so if you already yeah, got all these yep. people are already there so what are you saying you're gonna replace me with them no probably yeah. not gonna happen you know what i mean so i know people always say this and that is your performance and all that stuff like I had one of my one of my chiefs tell me before that his commanding officer told him the only way he can like come up the ladder if he like shoot a couple of them in the head. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's like the reality of it though, man. You know what I mean? They still there, they still the, the EPs or whatever, even though you could be doing a great job, they love you. But those sailors sometimes be embedded in there. Now I have heard yeah. go ahead. Now all I was gonna say was this like, you know, you ever heard the whole like if you do want to bump somebody down, you need some something to back it up, like something to justify bumping them down. And that's normally you you you've heard that, right? Like for the listeners? No, no I so, haven't heard that. So you never was told during a ranking board that if you wanted to bump somebody down to a lower eval, that you need something to support. Oh, that. yeah, yes, yes. I thought you yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. And that's normally like meaning that they got a counseling shit or something like that. Right? Some, yeah. Some crazy. It's the, right. mean, so, count, yeah, yeah. So somebody can't just like do worse. Like that's kind of like that's what that means. 
need I, I need somebody that the knows only more time, than the me only, to explain the, on, that. the only time that you really can like, if you don't have justification for bumping them down, is yeah the fact that you got a new chain of command, like a new CEO, a new uh, new reporting, reporting senior, senior, and all that. Yeah. yeah, then it's different. But if you ain't got no new reporting senior, you better have some justification. Going to mass counseling chicks, probably more than it can be just one counseling chick. Everybody make a little boo boo, whatever. But it better be something that's good. The justification for bumping that sailor down. What if you know? What if that seller came and and you know based off your evaluation when that seller came, that seller was a, like it was just one of them. They was an MP. It was one of them. You know, whatever they were, however you ranked them, whatever how the department did, but it was one of them. They was an MP. Then more people came after that, and those people were better. <laughs> like you can't bump that person down. <laughs> um, Are those people perform I think, I think, better? I think I think you can bump them down. Um, but you just, regardless, though, you got to have justification for doing it because what you're doing, especially in the first class round, if you bump them down, you need to have something in that eval saying why they bumped down, like sometimes like calling traffic or whatever they want to write in the eval to make it justified if they got bumped down. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't so, know. Yeah, that that always sounds like like you killed, like you you saw a murder, but yeah. you can't prove it. Because it's yeah. no it's no murder weapon or something. Like, yeah. yo, I saw the murder. Like, yo, this dude yeah. is not doing good or she's not doing as good as she was doing last year. She's not. She's not the same. It's like, well, what's your yeah. justification? Did you write her up? I ain't write her up for like I ain't write her yeah. up for not yeah. doing as good as she was doing. Like I just she's just not performing the way she was. So it's always it's always funny when I hear the justification part. And I, I really if somebody knows more than me about yeah. what that actually means, because I look at it like Cause most people, most people look at it like, no, nah, you need a counseling shit. You need something yeah. like, what did y'all do? Did she do, did this happen? Did he do something? It's like, no, I'm gonna tell you, man, it's probably, it's probably more than just a little counseling shit. It gotta be like a, some, some real, you know what I mean? Like real yeah. deal to, to, to bump them down because especially at the first class level, man. And, and then correct me if I'm wrong, you know, any master chiefs there who, anybody who set the boards, correct me if I'm wrong, but. If you go from an MP to a P at the same command and no justification, unless it's unless it's um reporting senior, to me you got fired from something. If because I don't know the situation on the ship, I don't know yeah. the situation at, at your shore. Only thing I'm doing is looking at the the paperwork that's in front of me. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's where uh, I think the issue is when you bump them down when somebody else is looking at it and don't know the situation. You know yeah. I mean? So if anybody else want to want to come in on that, man, put it in, put it in the comment. We'll bring it back up next next episode, also, man, because that's a good question. Uh, trying to explain to to sailors on how that works because now it's like this: if you tell a sailor right now, he went from a uh, EP to an MP at the same command, he think his career is over. So somebody yeah, yeah. that's out there, tell let me know it if that's facts or if if I mean some different. Let, let me know because I most definitely love to know that. Yeah, that's yeah. I wanna, I wanna understand that. Hey, this episode nineteen, permission to speak freely. Yeah. I'm so it's like you know, episode nineteen, man. We on, we almost at episode twenty. We almost got a two in front of our yeah, our man. number, man. It's gonna yeah. be scattered. We're gonna be talking about a bunch of stuff this episode. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about. I'm starting off with Navy's birthday, right? Uh, two hundred and forty-six birthday. What y'all do? Did y'all, y'all do y'all do anything? Well, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you what I did first. What I did, I was on board a ship. I was doing mm-hmm. inspection, you know what I mean. So, um, but other than that, I, I feel like I didn't get the we didn't get the 
the the build up this year for the Navy's birthday. Mm-hmm. Man, I normally see a whole lot of things going on. I, I see Facebook jumping up. I did see a couple of pictures on Facebook or whatever, but normally it's more of a build ups. Uh, but I do know my my command headquarters. They did do something for the Navy birthday. They got together, had like a little ceremony and all that type of stuff, uh, which I couldn't make it. Uh, but I heard it was real good. But I, I'm used to a more of a build up, man. Um, coming coming for the Navy birthday, and we didn't get that. I didn't get that feeling this year, um, anyway. But maybe because I'm always on on ships more, you know, and I mm-hmm. didn't see a whole lot. Of, that could have been what it was. Um, yeah. How about you? What you guys do? We did something. They did it. We had a ceremony. Man, I, I was trying my hardest to be at that ceremony on time. You you ever like try your hardest to be somewhere on time and, and, and still show up late? <laughs> you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And feel bad about it. I'm trying my hardest. I got my, you know, my sellers. I just uh took over the DLCPO role. So I'm telling them like, y'all gotta be on time and you know, all this. And then like something happened at the very end. You know, I go and grab my first class and one of the civilians putting out some work to him, a little last minute kind of quick, you know, push. But I know the time it take to get from the building to where we was doing the ceremony at. And boom, late, man. So mm. we showed up a little bit late. Not not bad. It wasn't like embarrassing or nothing like that. But we showed up a little late. I'm always, and I, I hate being late. So I'm always like embarrassed about it. But we showed up a little late. They did a good, like a good ceremony. MC, a couple people uh, spoke, talked. Uh, we rang the bells. Um, and then we went back to the building. We actually went back to the building and we cut a cake. Uh, what Admiral was there, and then we had a younger seller there. She also she's in a part of my department um, right now, TAD. So she cut the cake with the Admiral photo ops. I'm in a picture. I don't know. I was thinking about making a picture to cover for this uh, episode. I'm somewhere in the background. Look, look like <laughs> look like I'm not <laughs> even like a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm somewhere <laughs> in the background, man. Like always, like how I always do on all the pictures. So yeah. yeah, it was cool. It was a cool thing, man. I think um we actually did an episode. We actually we get into that point now where. We could go back. We did an episode last year, last Navy birthday. We did an episode last mm, Navy birthday. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did an episode last Navy. We talked about what we appreciated the most, um, you know, and I, ours was, of course, about both of ours was about diversity and how it affected us and, and stuff like that. I'm going to yeah. keep on to the diversity um, thing real quick because I also I, we got to get our good, like our real stuff out the way because I got some BS uh, I want to get into. So I definitely yeah. want to talk uh, some diversity real quick. And that's what our um, hero, that's what our hero of the week. And I'm going to do this a little different. I'm going to read it off the article, talk a little bit about it. And then um, we'll, the citations are kind of scattered in. But his name is Robert Augustus Sweeney. And this is the top of the article. This is on like face to face So Robert Augustus Sweeney, the only African-American to earn the Medal of Honor twice. So seaman Robert Augustus Sweeney has the unique honor of winning the Medal of Honor twice, all during peacetime. Given that many African-Americans who served in the U.S. Armed Forces and deserving of the Medal of Honor, the highest military dec- decoration was overlooked or denied. Sweeney's feat is impressive. Now, this is coming from that face-to-faceafrica.com uh, website. I'm just reading it. Sweeney was a sailor in the United States Navy and one of only 19 servicemen. For his first medal, he jumped overboard from the USS Care Sarge, then docked at Hampton Roads, Virginia, in order to save seaman E.M. Christopherson from drowning. Seaman E.M. Christopherson fell from a Jacob's ladder attached to the ship's lower boom and landed in the water. His inability to swim combined with the strong tidal current and rough seas almost took his life. Sweeney jumped overboard without hesitation and went to his aid. 
In his panic, Christopherson latched on to Sweeney and dragged him under the water. So after that, somebody else had to come in. So one of the Kearsarge officers, Cadet Midshipman John B. Bernardin, seeing that both men could drown, dived into the water and swam to help them. Together, Sweeney and Bernardin were able to keep Christopherson afloat. And once their shipmates had thrown them the rope, pulled them up back aboard ship. Bernardin was also awarded the Medal of Honor alongside Sweeney. Sweeney got his first Medal of Honor six days after his rescue of Christopherson. His citation read, the president of the United States of America in the name of Congress takes pleasure in presenting a Medal of Honor. First award to ordinary seaman Robert Augustus Sweeney, United States Navy, for gallant and heroic conduct while serving on board the USS Kearsarge at Hampton Roads, Virginia, 26 October 1881. Ordinary Seaman Sweeney jumped overboard and assisted in saving from drowning a shipmate who had fallen overboard into a strong running tide. So that's his first, that's his first Medal of Honor, right? Um, during peacetime, you know? So a lot, I think every award we talked about right now, um, since we started doing this, had to do with a time yeah. of war, something yeah. like that. And we always talk about you could be an ordinary person. And, and and you could get called to this extraordinary task in an extraordinary time and moment. This is a little different. This is just the ordinary person that like most likely was doing something at just a regular ordinary moment and still wound up having to do an extraordinary task. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's pretty cool. And that's another time you need to be ready. I don't know if you would get a Medal of Honor now for jumping in a water and saving. I don't I don't know what award you could get yeah. in today's time for that. You don't think Peace so? Time? Not no. Nah, I mean, I mean, you you can get a war, of course. You mean? Yeah, but, but you don't, you don't I, think it'll be Medal of Honor? No, nah, it won't be Medal of Honor. I don't think so. Not yeah. not not uh, look at the standard of who been receiving them lately. Uh, you got a guy yeah. that 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 we talked about that we did for the Navy Cross, and he got denied the Medal of Honor. So I know, yeah. for, you know, just yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, you are putting yourself, what Sweeney did was did put himself in the face of peril, which would have been the water, and he almost drowned as well. So he did put himself in the face of danger. We have been reading about a bunch of people under enemy fire or catching, or like, you know, hovering over like IDs, like a whole bunch of like, you know, real wartime active kind of stuff. So we don't really see people, you know, peacetime. All right. This is his second. Demonstration of unusual bravery. Sweeney was aboard the training ship USS Jamestown, docked at New York's Navy Yard on December 20, 1883, when it shifted berth and made fast alongside USS Yantic. Please correct me if I'm wrong. In the afternoon at about 4.15, a boy named A.A. George, belonging to the Jamestown, fell overboard from a plank between the Jamestown and the Yantic. Similarly courageous, Sweeney jumped overboard along with landsman J.W. Norris to save him. The letter recommending Sweeney and Norris for medal, medals of honor was written by their CO. His name was Commander Allen D. Brown. For this feat, his citation read, The President of the United States of America, in the name of Congress, takes pleasure in presenting the Medal of Honor's second award to ordinary seaman Robert Augustus Sweeney, United States Navy, for gallant and heroic conduct while serving on board the USS Jamestown at the Navy Yard, New York, 20 December 1883. Ordinary Seaman Sweeney rescued from drowning A.A. George, who had fallen overboard from that vessel. Sweeney was born on February 20th, 1853, on the Caribbean island of Montserrat. He joined the Navy in New Jersey. On October 26, 1881, he was serving as an ordinary seaman on USS Kearsarge. Sweeney died on December 19th, 1890, 
age 37 and was buried at Calvary Cemetery in Queens, New York in an unknown grave. So that's, uh, so man, hats off to Robert Augustus Sweeney, man, hero, like real hero. Yeah. Yeah. So my next question is, I mean, can you see somebody doing that now? Jumping off ship to save somebody who fell overboard? Yes. I most definitely see see uh somebody doing it now. I mean, we're in the navy, people people can can swim and things like that. But I think I think that's also a reaction thing for somebody on board a ship right now on trying to find a way to save somebody, save their shipmate, um, mm-hmm. if they fell fell overboard. So I most definitely think it can happen. Um yeah. somebody fell overboard. Um, but a lot of times, man, it doesn't happen like that because um sailors sailors die. A lot in the military for falling over, yeah. overboard the ship because and not the reason why you can't save them. The reason is they can't find them, you know. So that's the that's the yeah. thing now. Um, but, he did it twice. Yeah, twice. He man. did this thing twice, man, and and he just yeah. jumped. Like I don't. It's a, it's some other people I could see. Like you know, m- you might have a thought about it. You might have. Yeah. You know, you might be a little you know timid. You might yeah. this dude just jump. It seemed like he just jumping. Like yeah. <laughs> like like you fall overboard. Robert Sweeney just he over there with you. Like he jumping in, man. I'm gonna have to. Report you know that's. That. I'm gonna have to. Report. Yeah. Yeah, you can call it. Where the SAR swimmer? Like, hey, where the SAR? Sw- Yo. Hold your hand up. We're going to get the side uh, swimmer. Yeah, like, like, man. I'm going to put the stick in there. Robert yeah. Sweeney is back up, back yeah. up on that flight deck. Swoom. Right yeah. off. He jumping in with you. And old, in the yeah. face of, yeah, and we smile and, you know, we laugh about that we stuff. Laugh but about it, in the yeah. face of danger, like, you yeah. could die jumping in. Like, it ain't no, you know what I'm saying? You could die jumping in. Most so that's crazy, man. Yeah. You know, that's I crazy. Know. I, you, like I said before, I know I'm calling, I'm reporting. You know what I mean? There's no doubt about it. I'm not going to be that guy that probably jumped behind him. I'm just sorry. I'm just not going to be me. I'm probably going to uh, report it, get the right people in place um, to go out there and save um, that sailor. Yeah, man. And it's like he's an African-American, the only yeah. one that ever won uh, two Medal of Honors for for diving in the water. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and saving somebody. And, you know, we joke around. Yeah, like, we joke around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because we're not always about. like the best, the best swimmers. swimmers. Yeah, he, he's, he's also he's he's yeah, also so he, the only one that um, wasn't in the back of the line at boot camp in a little swim thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, Which yeah, he like, wasn't in remedial. No, he he's a, he's our hero. Yeah, yeah he's that's my hero, that's man. my hero, man. That's my, yeah. my spirit animal. He held it down for us. One of us got two medal of honors for you know saving two people in the water. You know what I'm saying? Swimming. So I, like. Yeah, for swimming. swimming. <laughs> for swimming, man. So we so we did something that only 19 other people have done for swimming. So there we go, man. That might help us out a little bit, man, in our yeah, confidence, man. man. You know what I'm yeah. Because yeah, I know I was in remedial. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was waiting on that. So <laughs> let me tell you, uh I'll tell you real quick, man. Um, you know, I I put on I had put on senior, my admiral, he was there, he was talking to me and stuff like that. We got a next, a next that's directly across the street from where I work. It's a little mini next. And they got the alcohol aisle. Like you could buy alcohol in there, right? And I'm not ADCO, alcohol drug control officer. I'm not a dapper. You know, I take the paperwork for the dappers and stuff like that, but I'm not a dapper. But, you know, people always kind of look at me like a dapper because it's kind of like that's who the dapper center reports to. But I'm not a dapper, I assure you. <laughs> so I go into I go into this next like and I've never done 
this the one and only time I've done this, but it was taking me so long to do it. I'm like, we also got a bar like downstairs from where I work in the building I work at. It's a bar downstairs. Like it's like, like that's like like, the, like you can go down there like all the time, anytime. It's it's open. It's open. Yeah. Oh, that's like the trap. Yeah. It's like a trap. It's open like Tuesday through Thursday. Um, but I think it opens around like 1500 mm. or something. That's like the trap bar, man. Like why would I go down there <laughs> yeah, and get drunk? And then, like mm. the next place you go to is your car. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah, if you if you are going down there drinking and stuff like that, just drink responsibly. It's a bad but um, one. so you go down. I go downstairs. I'm on the third floor. First floor is a bar. If I go outside, it's an exchange with alcohol, right? So one day, when my wife was telling me, like, um, you know, that we need to keep the bar stocked up, I'm like, all right, let me go get some alcohol to stock the bar. Right. It's like 15. I never even really buy alcohol at like 1500. Everything is like a one time kind of thing. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get some alcohol from here. That's the exchange. I know I'm going to probably spend less than I would spend anywhere else. I walk in there straight the beeline to the alcohol and like out of my like peripheral vision. I see the admiral, man. You know, like the, the, the common eye, like who just mm. put senior chief on me. Mm. And I'm like, man. Like, what am I going to do, man? And this was like, you know, my biggest kind of fear. Like, I don't ever want to go get this alcohol and see the commandant in here, man. So, <laughs> like, so now I'm like, I'm out of, like, this is real talk, man. I'm like peeking up the aisle to see if he paid yet. Cause he's like, at the, like, you know, he's like at the register. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like looking up, like, yo, is he out of here yet? Like, cause if I would have just grabbed the alcohol, I already know I beeline. I know what I'm coming to get, right? But if I'd have grabbed it, I'd have been standing behind the admiral who probably yeah. drinks himself with some bottles of alcohol, just kind of waiting to get, to get rung up. And I think I was getting like three because I'm trying to stock the bar or whatever like that. Yeah. So I'm like, boy, and I'm already off. It's like 15 something. And um, I couldn't do it, man. You know, I yeah. look like real. I look I think I looked real suspicious to the people that work there. Like, what is he doing? Like, I'm like out of aisle, like trying to see if he like see if he left. Like, is admiral still here? So he wound up leaving. I wound up, you know, getting the alcohol and leaving. But yeah, that was just a story. I was super nervous. Um, and I'm ashamed of myself. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't have been that nervous just to get some alcohol. No, I, you shouldn't be, man. I I have done the same thing. I have done the same thing for my department head. You know what I mean? I've been in a store with the department head and I have waited for him to leave. To <laughs> why? why? I don't why know why, wait? though. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, I don't have even a real reason why. And he probably do the yeah. same thing I'm doing. I have a, I just don't have a real reason, but um, I also been, I'm <laughs> also a, a guy that, believe it or not, man. I know a lot of people say this, but I kind of, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like different when it comes to to this. I do care what people say sometimes. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know not all the time I don't care, but yeah. sometimes I do care what people think or or think um of me. So yeah, I you, think that's more what it was. But I don't have no reason why. I mean, it's no reason behind it. Nothing. You think they do the same thing for us? Like, yeah, yeah man. Seeing I, I, I'm old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seeing but so. I ain't about to get no alcohol. Yeah. I, guess, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like I, a respect, like a mutual respect. Yeah. Like, if I get this alcohol in front of you, I don't respect you the way you respect me because I ain't never yeah. see you grab alcohol yeah. in front of me. Because you got to think about it, like me personally. Just I'm talking about me. If my, like, if the Admiral or whoever in front of me in line, and he got alcohol in his hand, and he looks back and catch eyes with me in the line, yeah. I'm going to have this smirk. And he's going to yeah. know what that smirk means. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to know exactly what that smirk means. That on my face. He ain't yeah. going to talk to me or nothing, but he's going to know exactly what I'm thinking, yeah. man. 
then yep. he looked down and he, you know, he'll see the grandma <laughs> yay. And I'm like, hey, it's just grandma yay. Like it's liqueur. It's not even like yeah, real, real alcohol. It's liqueur, man. Grandma yay. But but uh yeah, but it was, again it was like 1500 too so that then it's like all right, it's 1500 i'm out of here i'm getting out of here i'm getting out of work it's 1500 mm-hmm. i don't know if you're assuming that i'm gonna still be at work a little longer because we're dealing with that now like uh sure duty i'm not saying 1500 is the standard time that you know people should leave but we also dealing with a lot of people wanting your hours and the way yeah. you work to be like a sea duty like you're on a ship you know i'm yeah. i'm a em so on a ship as an EM, I'm working, man, like on, I would say uh, like on average, I was leaving after 1800 yeah. uh, on average. You know, we had, yeah. we might've had, I might've had about like, like some 1400 days, but I could probably count that on one hand. Um, 1600, probably count that on about two hands, maybe three. Probably on, probably on Fridays. Something. But uh, <laughs> 1800. 1700 1800 was around the time we was leaving and i'm when i'm when i'm saying on average because there's times that we left way later than that you know what i'm saying like 2000 2100 2130 stuff like that right yeah but in shore duty you know you got people now thinking that we should be getting out of shore duty at about 1800 yeah most definitely you know what man. i'm saying like we should be like um, and it's like when do you get that purge period you know what i mean yeah man that's that's that that's big though man you know what i mean that's yeah. big like like that's what we go to shore duty for you know what i mean to get that that purge time to get that relax i don't say relax but you come there to yeah. get your job get the job done you know but that's why you're there you go to shore duty because sea duty is is, is painful now man like it's really yes. taxing it's really taxing um on the body on your mentals, on your everything, right? And I tell I tell sailors this all the time, like, get your shore duty out too, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because you're gonna you're gonna earn that on that sea duty. I don't care what rank you are. I'm telling you when I say this, it doesn't matter the rank. Even the CEO of the command is, that's yeah, yeah, that yeah. sits in his office and on the computer. Guess when that meant that 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 <laughs> man or woman goes yeah, home. <laughs> Man or woman, when they go home, man, it's like yeah. freaking twenty hundred and shit. Like at night, I'm we, like, I don't huh? know, man. You, we got some CEOs that ain't gonna like that one, man. Like what? You said I that sits in the office on the computer all day. You said even the CEO that sits <laughs> in the office. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, look at that messages. Look at it. <laughs> hey, I'm just, I'm just saying, man. They, they be in their office a lot, you know, mm-hmm. making sure, getting messages from the admirals, getting messages, making sure we doing the things. Yeah, yeah, don't, not, yeah, not just guys like, doing nothing on the computer. They yeah. not Google doing God's work. They don't, yeah, God's work. God. and they, like yeah. you said, they leaving at like twenty hundred, yes. like a lot of lead. Yes, so a lot they, of leaders. It's the same way. It's the same way with them. Uh, department heads all the way down, you know, um, need that short duty to re- to relax and 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 I tell everybody, oh well. Man, it's the command. It's the command. It's not the command anymore. That's sea duty. Sea duty is rough. And now I'm glad though that I feel like it's it's out more though. I feel like we are mm-hmm. talking about how rough sea duty um, can be now. Instead yeah. of saying, okay, let's go to the ship. Let's go another ship, maybe better. No, sea duty is is, is rough. Um, you got I mean, your. I you got, got a question for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's about shore duty and sea duty. Mm-hmm. Do you think like the leader you, as leaders, you think like we're leaving like when the work is done, the day is done, 
Or you think we leaving when we feel like as leaders, it's a decent time to leave, which is normally late. Yeah. I, I feel like it's most definitely it's not the work for me. Sometimes it's the work depending on what's coming up. But you always going to have work on a ship. You always going to have something that you can do. Um, I feel like if you have taken care of every and this this is my the way I think. Um, I think of I think of work as until weeks, man, like weeks on what I'm trying mm-hmm. to accomplish that week. Um, and then if it's further out, I, I'm looking at that too. But for like work, work is is I, I look at it as the week because um, the days go, man. Like I, I always got something to do. I always can yeah. be working on something. But yeah, it's for me, work. yeah. But for me though, it's like okay. All my guys gone now, so they have accomplished everything that I need them to accomplish for the day. That's when I start winding down then, though. Uh-huh. But I'm not going to finish my wind down until my next day is kind of like, okay, this is what we're going to do for the next day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or getting preparing for something or whatever the case may be. So then that's when I start winding down. But my day don't wind down until my first class or whoever letting people off come in there and say, hey – we're about ready to go. Then I say, okay, look at the board or whatever we got up there or look at my little notepad and say X, Y, and Z is done. You guys are good to go or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I you ever just stay down. late? You ever just stay late just to stay late because that was the thing that to do? I didn't stay late just to stay late. I stayed late because maybe somebody told me or somebody said, mm-hmm. like, if, if, if it's in my hands, I don't keep sailors but I have been at a command also was like, okay, we're going to be here regardless to 1600. I have been at a command yeah. like that. 1600 well, is, that's when you start to let people off. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't believe in, I don't agree me, with that. Yeah, I don't uh, Per se, like, hey, like, if it's nothing to do, you still here till 1600. Or if you, if you can't think of something to do um, from whatever time you stop actually doing stuff to 1600, you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah. like, but yeah. you know, one of the other things I want, I don't really want to stick, stick to that. Cause I got some strong feelings about that one. But one of the other things I kind of think about is like, when do we start ingraining ourselves? Like as good leaders, we need to be the last person off. And it's right there. That last person off. Like when we make that acronym, like the LPO is the last person off. And that's when we start to think like that's a part of the element of being a good leader that we need to leave later than everybody, you know, and that used to be my thing as an LPO. Yeah. Like yeah. I, yeah, I can't leave like before yeah. y'all, which I think is cool. I think that's a cool concept. Yeah. I can't leave before y'all, but it's like, yo, now I'm here burning the midnight oil. Like I'm here, just I'm here. Like I'm here yeah. doing everything. It's some people where it's like, all right, you want to be multifaceted. So you want to be out with your out with your sellers, out with your division, doing all of this stuff. And then you don't even start your own kind of work until they leave. And then you yeah. start diving into your work and all of that stuff. And that stuff, I mean, so let's take that for 20 years. Let's take that through a ship. Let's take that through a shore duty. Let's take that through a ship. Let's take that through another shore duty. At some point, you're going to burn out, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. And that's 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 one of my biggest things that I think um, that we can do better in the Navy on. I think that's what, that's what it's about though. Um, I think you, you it's, it's, I think sea duty is going to burn you out. It don't matter mm-hmm. who yeah. you are. You're going to yeah. get burnt out. Right. So that's why my biggest thing is, I think uh, as my opinion is the, it's the sea shore rotation. Yeah. You know I mean, With it's a rotation CD, for a reason. Yeah. It's rotation. <laughs> right. And I don't, and I don't and, yeah. And I don't like five years. 
I don't even like full for four years for for yeah for certain rates that have to stay yeah, on ships that uh, yeah, on, on that many years. I don't like yeah. that man. I feel like three years is probably that that time where you know you you got superior performance. You know what I mean? Your first year, second year, then your third. You got superior performance now. You'd have moved up the ladder, hopefully, in your in your you know rank or whatever the case may be. But I feel like when you start hitting four and five years, man, like on a ship that uh-huh. like everything is like it's like you just coming to work. You know what I mean? You just coming in and just like like it ain't exciting no more. You know what I mean? I ain't getting that little like when I do get a new sailors, I do get excited though. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. My guy, but my I mean, uh, you, yeah, but you talking from a position of of a leader. Yeah, position of a leader. Right. Yeah. You're not talking from a position of an E5 that been on the same ship for the first five years of their career at this moment right here. Yeah. I was an yeah. E5 that was on the same ship for the first five years of my career. Yeah. And yeah, me too. You know, yeah. if if you successful and there's nothing to drive to, let's say at that point you six you're having a successful career, it's nothing to drive to. So let's say you're an E5 on a ship, you're an engineer. We talk talking to everybody, but I'm an engineer, so I'm talking to engineers um about just this qual. You get your E out three years in, right? Mm-hmm. You get your E out three years in. You get seller year, seller whatever you get. You get all those awards. You get your E out three years in. You get your EPs. You get your, you know, as far as the things that you could kind of quantify is, it's nothing else. It's no other. It's no higher qual as an engineer that you really getting. You know, it, you could get some like subsidi- so some sub quals and stuff like that, but and not submarine, but just you know some some quals that subside some other things, but. It's no real higher qual as an engineer to get than um uh, than EL. So now you got two more years of being EL qualified, whatever you are, kind of just riding it out. You didn't been EDO, yeah. you didn't been, you know, um, yeah, all that stuff, yeah. And 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 then some people look at that different, like, hey, okay, I'm I'm gonna stay here and milk these these good evals or whatever, man. Right. But it ain't like that for me though. I got to have some excitement. I got to have, you know, what I mean, I just have to to. I'm self motivated. Right. So yeah. it ain't like I'm a, like like people going to see this from me. Ain't nobody going to see that. They're always going to see the motivated me. But in uh-huh. my mind, when I come home, I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, man, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, what I mean, I, I like the same thing every day, dealing with most of the same people, because once you you get a chain of command, you know them. Now you're dealing with the same chain of command. You know how they think, you know what they want. You know exactly what you need to do every day. But I, I like excitement, too, though. I like to do things different, do things, other things. But. Three years, I think, is just enough, man. Like, like, yeah. I know it's rough. I know it's rough from day one. I know when I go to sea duty, it's rough. Um, but are we task? Are we task? What you about to say? No, I've just been saying like five years is like too long. I think to be on ship. Are we? Do you think like we're more task driven than time? Uh, you think we more time driven than task driven, or more task driven than time driven? I can't answer that question, man. I think it's a little bit of both. You know what I mean? Um, task if, driven, task driven. I think it's less task driven, though. Yeah, I think that, it's like, less less task driven than time yeah. driven. Because if you know, a lot of times we get like work lists, right? Just from from again, um, I'm talking engineer perspective. We getting ready for uh, inspection, and I know all some of the other kind of communities deal with it. However, they do, but we get like a work list. Right. Let's say it's mm-hmm. 45 different hits on there uh, that we need to fix. We've been doing walkthroughs in our spaces. It's 45 different hits that we need to fix. Yeah. The first <laughs> it's always like the first course of action is more time to, to, to get these hits fixed. Like that's always and from what I see. 
I'm not saying if that's right. I'm not saying, giving my opinion that is wrong or giving my opinion that is right. What I'm saying is normally the first thing we do is be like, all right, we're going to start coming in here on Saturdays. We're going to start leaving here at 2100, you know, and I've been a junior seller before. I know what happened when the time, when, when the time extends um, for a lot of these things to, from what I've seen and what I've experienced, it didn't really ever change the output of work that we did. Yeah. From my experience, it never really changed the output of work we did. You know, now we just sitting around for uh, now we just sitting around for like two more hours, really. Yeah. Yeah. With a broom in our hand. Like now I'm just sweeping the same spot for two hours, you know, because the first four hours or whatever I was doing this, I was actually doing some actual work. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that or what you think about that. Oh, man, I despise that man i just as as leader as a leader i do man i know it, it didn't happen plenty of times in my neighbor career where i have sit there right because my 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 team and i'm I'm talking from a damage control my team i always had positive people working for me because i'm i feel uh -huh. like because i'm positive right so i have positive people they know how I, I roll i don't deal with negativity and all that type of stuff right so my guys will come in there and they will get stuff done so we like you said we got 45 hits right? 45 hits to get corrected. My guys are coming there and knock those 45 hits out in one day, but we're not yeah. going nowhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nine I, times I out of 10, what you're going to have to do? Nine if your guys, see, now we're getting somewhere. If your yeah. guys knock the 45 hits out, right? Yeah. Nine times out of 10, what your guys going to have to do after that? Something else. They either going to go sweet, clean, or they going to freaking find something else. We, we always can uh, find something else. We always yeah, can. Our, and that's something else is normally going with. I've been, a, again, I'm talking from the perspective yeah. of it. So some junior seller might be really feeling what I'm saying. Yeah, a senior yeah, person yeah. might not. I don't know. But yeah. let, let me, like, let we, like, UDC, I'm EM, mm -hmm. talk engineer, right? UDC, I'm EM. We got GSs, we got A game, right? And this ain't a knock to any of the uh, rate, rate groups or the communities. Now, let's say, I'm EM. We got hits, right? So as an EM, we, we got engineering hits. We got a list of hits. It's funny. We ain't even talk about talk about this today. But I'm an EM. We got engineering hits, a list of hits. And our hits are electrical. Like, we need to go safety tag stuff in the spaces. We need to go fix lights in the spaces. We need to go take care of stuff like that. Change ballast and all of that stuff. Yeah. We getting ready for inspection, right? Uh, indicating yeah. lamps, all of that stuff, right? And we get all that stuff done, right? But... And this ain't, this ain't, I don't want my GSs to get, you know, pissed off me. I ain't talking about the GSs right now. I'm just talking about, it, it could be vice versa, but the GSs ain't finished doing something that they was doing, like cleaning the bilge or getting something out or something like that. Yeah. Then it's, then it's one team, one fight because yeah. it's time driven. Cause the bilge don't, it's times where that work is still not done that day. Cause we coming back in on Sunday or whatever like that. So then it's. It's time driven. It's not really task driven. It's time driven yeah. or whatever like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, is now, that pretty much what you were saying? Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna go a little bit further. It, it depends on the ship. It is if it's in the DNA GSs, or if you on a ship where you got the engines. That's the the, the top yeah. sniper, whatever the top yeah. sniper is. Yeah. Um. That's where it becomes uh, driven by. You guys yeah. can come for me on this, but it is. Like, if I'm on a GS platform ship, the GS has got a whole lot of things to do, and yeah. we're going to stay there, too, which I got it. Okay, one team, one fight. One but team, one fight. What? 
once he wants out. So I always say, okay, when we got something going on, we're going to see who's going to be staying on board. And how many freaking times that we didn't, I didn't had something going on and everybody walking off that quarter deck gone. Yeah. Right? Uh, let, let, let's even say it's a, let's say it's a EM. Let me put it in the EM shoes, even though this don't ever really happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But let's say it's an EM, uh, an EM driven ship where is yeah, that eight was happening it's either gonna be gs or a game but let's just yeah. say it's an em driven ship and you and yeah. you and a game and you knocked out all your hits and then that you know that the, the normal concept is all right now go help the ems out so we all can leave out of here at the same time right now i've been in this position i've been in this position that's not i'm saying that's not normal i'm just swapping yeah, positions yeah, yeah, yeah. so you. i've been in this position where when you get down to the space with your guys like ready to work those dudes been working so hard that they burned out. You get down there, they not doing nothing. Like, like, like you like, yo, what we gotta do? They like, really, man. Like, <laughs> everything done, really. But like, it's like, yo, I got my broom. Like, let's go. Let's like, let's. Yeah, I've been in that do. position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been yeah, in that yeah. position so yeah, many yeah. times, man. But it's like, those dudes been working hard too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, not hey. nothing, nothing from a gang, nothing from you know MP. Yeah, those no dudes bad, been no bad hard thing. Too. No bad, no bad. Because because I know at the same time, it ain't like that. Division wants to stay. You know what I mean? It's, no, it's, no, it's, higher, it's, it's bigger. It's it's bigger than that. But yeah. have you been have you been in those positions, man? Where um, we got inspection coming up, and we got to get the bilges, and we got to get all that stuff clean in the main spaces. And um, I send my whole team that I split them up. I send one to this space, one to that space, one to all these spaces to clean. Yeah. And when they get down there, man, like they the only ones down there. Yeah, they be like, ain't nobody <laughs> down here. Yeah, it's like, ain't nobody down here. The spaces yeah. is not even there, yeah, man. I know my guys just yeah, come yeah, right yeah, back to me. Down. They be like, mad. Hey, like, yeah, they man, be mad. Senior, ain't nobody down there. Then I go try to, you know, talk to somebody. I was find out what's going on, man. That used to be so, you know. Yeah, then when you find out, when you go up there, let's say it's a GS. When you do go up there, you go up like, hey, man, your guys ain't down there. They like, yeah, because we in the engine. Like, something actually happened in the engine that yeah. we have to yeah. fix. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's never like, and me, my perspective was coming from like when I was a junior seller. Like, you know, we want team, as senior, like senior, like uh, leadership, we know we want team, we want fight. We got to push our yeah. people and yeah. and doing all that stuff, but from the eyes of some of them, some of our sellers that they are gonna follow us, run through that brick wall with us. But yeah, when they hit those spaces, man, they're like, yo, where these guys at? Yeah, <laughs> you know, where these guys at? But see, that's your rate and my rate, right? Coming from sorry, sorry, bro, I got you, I yeah. got you. But coming from like you know, from our two races, everybody can't do that's a lot of the stuff that we do when it comes to those menial tasks like yeah changing out peanut bubs is a menial task for em but everybody can't do that you know unless it's yeah. an e an engine man and they doing it yeah. illegally or something like that but yeah. everybody can't do it yeah man that's that's but you know that's where i think the task and the time driven thing goes together right because well, i'm gonna tell you man like i've been on shifts with gs with a gs rating on point Bills is clean, everything's squared away, right? But we still go down there. The GSs don't want us down there. They already yeah, yeah, clean be, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So then I think it goes to time driven. So someone can say, "Oh, we still here. We got to be here. Let's go. Let's just make the best out of it while we still here. Let's go. Down yeah, there we check just this. here. Let's go check. Yeah, we that. just yeah. here. Because it, it, really it's a- been time. Yeah, it it, it it no shipment times where I go to like GS the GSC. Uh, the GSMC, GSCS, and be like, hey, you know, we're, we're like, what we got to do? And he's like, bro, y'all don't got, y'all, y'all good, man. Y'all don't got to yeah, do nothing. Yeah. It's like, so what, like, what are we, you know, so sometimes it could be task driven. Um, a lot of times I think it's time driven, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. like, you know, I think when it comes to shore duty, we, we, we have to kind of make it like, 
it's not a break. So I think yeah. it should be task driven. Like it, yeah. like we're not on break on short duty. We're here to do work, but let's make it task driven. Like I don't think people should be held hostage, in my personal opinion, on short duty. Like yo, if he yeah. get his work done, let you know. If she get her work done, let them get up out yeah. of here. Yeah, and that's where you know I'm at I'm right saying? now, man. My short duty is that. Now, I feel like my short duty right now is task driven because when it, my heart, my longest days become when I go on board a ship and do an inspection. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's task driven. I have to go out there and I got to do that. But when I'm on, when I'm don't have a ship, I get out at really, really, really decent time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every day, unless you know I'm the departmental guy, so unless I got something that I got to produce, like an eval or you know something. You know that we have to produce on short duty sometimes, but if it ain't that, you know, I have a pretty pretty good good deal on short duty right now, so I'm not mad at all. So so let's say you're coming from like one of those like arduous like sea duties, right? You go on a short yeah. duty, you know, you're on short duty. Short duty's kind of chill, but like mid mid level, like yeah, they working. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of chill, but they 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 working. So do you think that you know as a leader? as a, you know, khaki chief, whatever, even as a first class, second class, do you think that you should take some time to decompress? Why you on short duty, right? Yeah. Like oh, in anyway, the beginning, yeah. like, yeah. like, 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 Hey, I just kind of, even on, even on sea duty really, but uh sea duty is a little different. Like it's like, take time to assess, like to see what's going on. Short duty is like, yo, I just came from Japan. Like I just came from like forward deployed, like, um, I need a I need a couple months to just kind of yeah like you know put like oil change I need a couple months to like do my maintenance to get myself kind of where I need to be at in the right headspace and then I'm gonna jump in and dive in and get some work done. Do you think that that like what you think well, about that? Is that a thing? Well, I, first off, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you what I think, and then I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, what I think is yes, it's a good idea to make sure that you were in the right mental, you know, capacity to, to, to get to this new command coming from, you know, a rough duty station to get your mind together and get your family together and get all this stuff, you know what I mean? In the right place for you dive in. I think that's the best, you know, way to go. I do really do think that. Right. Um, and sometimes like you could take 30 days leave, but sometimes 30 days is not enough. You know, um, the leave is, yeah. Yeah. Leave is different to me. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. cause it, it's I mean, like, it is. Yeah, it's but you're different. not at work though. It's not at work, but it it is different though. Yeah, it's, it's um, different because you catching I, I, from like leave coming off a of sea duty. It's like you catching up with life, like you catching up with some stuff, family yeah. maybe. Like leave yeah. sometimes is a task in itself. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm you saying? Probably, especially you just coming off sea duty, you probably trying to get a freaking house or get somewhere to stay. Via it's a lot of stuff that goes on. Um, so yeah, you're right. Um, but I think that's something that us as leaders need to look into. We don't though. We don't, we don't look at it like that at all. What I'm looking at when I'm on short duty and I see, um, a sailor coming in, oh man, I got a chief coming in right now. Boom. I'm ready to to get him qualified, get him ready to go so he can go on ships, you know, also, you know what I mean? And I don't, I really don't look at it, but, um, I should though. I think as leaders, we should look at something that we should look with these with, with sailors coming from um, and give them that give them that time. But it's not that easy, easy either to think like that because of what you got. Like if I got if I've been missing this certain NEC for this long and I need to get some stuff done, I <laughs> might waiting, need that guy to get ready. I've been waiting on it, man. Yeah, Smile. I got my, got my coffee ready when he's stepping here today to talk to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or him I, or her. I, I, um, Man, but, I think after I think after ten year after like ten year tenure in the Navy, military, whatever, 
I think one of the first questions that somebody should ask you when you get to the command is, especially if you're coming off sea duty, like, hey, what medical issue do you have that you've been putting off? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what, yeah. What, what, <laughs> like, what medical issue do you have that you ain't been getting checked out because you was on sea duty? Because some of us push. Like, oh, it ain't man. about, like, not wanting to work and do work. Some of us push and push and push and do work. So you're like, man, as soon as I get to shore duty, I would go take and you feel bad about it. Like, yo, as soon as I get to shore duty, I'm going to let them know about this knee. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but it's like, now you're about to get somewhere like, hey, I'm not, you know, I had to let them know, but that's really the reality of it, man. Yeah, man. That's, that's facts, man. I ain't going to lie to you, man. It's still right. But it, some, it's that. I wish somebody would ask me like, hey, I need you to go and take care of all your medical shit because I'm here to yeah. tell you, man, like right now, I still got stuff. I've been on shore duty like a year now. Actually, yeah. today, October 16th, that's when I checked into my command. Yeah, my- So, a year mark. So, I've been at the command a nice. year today, and I probably looked at one thing medically. You know what I mean? On, on yeah. me, right? And I, I still haven't went got everything looked at that I need to get looked at. Um, And sometimes, I don't know if it's my mentality, just don't want to go over there. And and I'm always feel like I'm, I'm pressed for time. I'm always looking, I'm looking at time. I ain't got enough time to go over there. I ain't got enough time to yeah, do that. Yeah, I ain't got enough time a, to yeah. do that. You that's know what I mean? Hard. But I need to make we need to make time um for ourselves. And I like commands when you get there and they say, hey, go take care of your shit. Go take care of your shit. Which I think I do yeah. got a command like that right now. I'll say, hey, I, I got the time to do it also. I just haven't done it, to tell you the truth. Yeah. So that part, right? So I had talked to one of my CMCs, uh, one of my last CMCs who I got the utmost respect for. He one of them dudes that like <laughs> I always ask everybody if they know him or whatever. And if they say they don't. Like, I feel bad for them that they don't know him. Like, like that, you don't know him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Really, like, real good, like, really good um, guy, man. Um, yeah. And um, I only wish I was able to have some more time, a little bit more time with him. But um, I had asked him. Though. I'm going to meet you. You are? I'll let you know. Yeah, good. You're a real good dude. You don't got to let me know, man. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah, I got to check him out, man. got to check him out. When you say good, I got to go check him out, man. Great, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. That's about to be a pleasure, you know, for you. But um, I asked him one day, I'm like, when does a CMC, like, start judging? So basically, like, what you just was saying, like, take time, take time, take time. And I was asking him, I was like, yo, for a CMC, and this is a question for any CMC listening, because I really want to know different perspectives. But it's like, mm-hmm. when you do get a new chief in there, that's a question for chiefs too, but for the CMCs first, like when you do get a new chief in there, like how much time, what's that window room? Like how much grace is you giving that person before he or she starts to like, and you say, I'm getting good with these pronouns, baby. But <laughs> what's that grace you giving that person before he or she starts to like for you start to think like, all right, it's time for you to jump in and dive in. Yeah. Right. He gave me an answer. He gave me, he answered my question. I'm not going to provide his answer on here. It was good. I would hope to talk to him and get him more here. And we have a deeper conversation than that. I think, I think like two to three months, that's my own opinion. I think like after two yeah. months, I'm start asking you some questions, you know, maybe more three, you know, cause two months, you still kind of learn stuff, learning your division, learning where you fit in, in your department. But at the three months, it's like, all right, dude, like what you what, what are what are your interests? Like, all right, you got your stuff done personally, you did that stuff. Like, what's your interest on the ship? How are you about to impact this command? Like, you know, what's going on? You know, cause I wanted to know that. I'm like, cause you know, how how long am I gonna have to be at a command before like my CMC or somebody start judging me? Like, yo, he's not doing enough, or he need to do more of this, yeah. or you know, what's going on with you, man? You know, are you hungry? You know, cause they sometimes yeah, you get those questions. Yeah, get those questions, yeah. So I'm gonna tell you my my opinion, man, and it's just me being being me, right? 
Um, and it's how I have done it before. I'm talking, I'm talking about my experience, right? Uh-huh. So what I have done is probably been a maximum of probably two weeks. Now, I don't know when my CMC is judging me, but this is me. I go on, I go on the ship and I tell whoever I'm turning over with, it's for ship life anyway. And I tell whoever I'm turning yeah. over with, I'd be like, hey, give me a, give, that first week, I just want to monitor things, see how people act, see why people working. I'm not going to say a whole lot. You know what I mean? That second week, I'm going to start talking a little bit more and then I'll be ready to take that, you know, that third week or whatever. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. But I want to come in and I want to see things, how they go. And I tell, when I go talk to the CMC, I will let them know, hey, I'm going to sit back for a couple weeks. You know what I mean? Just to see. That's what you tell the CMC? That's what I will. No, we all have a conversation. And in my conversation, I will say something like that, you know, to let them know that, hey, I ain't finna come in here and like jump right into the fight. Especially if I got uh, somebody I'm relieving. Uh Right? If if it's not not nobody I'm replacing, it could be a little bit different. Because now I got to start looking into a program. I got to start making sure I'm looking at everything. Ain't nobody telling me the programs. You know what I'm saying? If, if I'm getting it, yeah. if somebody's there, that means we're going to go through the programs together. But yeah. um, if ain't nobody there, I got to get to work soon now. You know what I mean? Yeah. This time I step yeah, on board, yeah. I got to get these books open. I got to start looking at stuff because I don't have a relief there. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody I'm relieving. So it's a little bit different, man. But if somebody, if, if I go... Am I CMC? If CMC is out there, please let us know and, and talk to us because I don't think it's a real grace period. Somebody prove, somebody tell me wrong, somebody say something, anything differently, especially when it comes to C duty. I feel like what the about your first class? You feel like the expectation what? The expectation is, is for you to, to come to a ship at C duty and get your ass to work. You know what I mean? That's the I think that is the expectation. Now, could we do better? Yes, we should do better. I think. I think we should do whatever the case may be. But I think. I think the expectations are, man. I got you. Got a first class coming. Yeah, you. You trying to mm-hmm. feel him out day one. Time he step on board day he one in, in, place, in his, in his blues. Look, <laughs> hey, when he step on board in his blues, you know the next thing I'm looking for is he finna go get in his coveralls. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just telling you that's that's I feel like that is the expectation. Is that right? No, that's not right. You know what I mean? You should like it, it's 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 levels to it, you know what I mean? And um and but I respect the person that talks about it though. You know what I mean? Like like if that if you're if you check on board, you are you are, if I'm on shore duty and you got you gotta go talk to the CMC, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, don't this hey? I'm tell the CMC what's going on. Tell them what you're trying to do. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of like sitting back and trying to figure out what the CMC blah blah blah. Like if if you feel like the CMC, uh, ask him that question. You know what I mean? If that's how you feel, like me, I'm always been motivated. I always want to hit the deck plates. I always hit to say that where I want to hit the deck plates. Right when I get to a new command, yeah, I want them to know that I want to get stuff done and do this, do this. Yeah, and I, but I always yeah. been like that. But is that right? I ain't saying that's right. I think I need to should been worried about more things, but I've always been like that. And that's what I think your logics and my logics go against each other. Right. And I'm saying that because I'm oh, used whose to, logic? My both whose logics. But no, I mean, I, I, I'm th- not just in this scenario. Not just this scenario. I'm gonna tell you why, I mean, what I'm talking about. Like, I'm gonna tell you what I'm talking about though. Let me finish this. Okay. Let me finish this. What I'm getting at is a lot of things that I do come from old school stuff 
a uh-huh. lot of things that you do come from more thinking, more, you know, putting into put putting like why we doing this like this, right? Uh-huh. Me, I'm just I've been doing it like that. That's why I've been doing it. That's why I'm a, you know what I mean? That's I feel like that's my my theory on a lot of things. It's yeah. because that's how we've been doing things and and blah blah blah. And your thing is most of the time we be talking is like what the fuck are we doing that for? Like why is this? Why yeah, is that? Yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, so I think that's the um what I, I, I talk about our logics or whatever um happens. But, but in this in this in specific this scenario, scenario yeah, yeah. I'm not I don't practice what I ponder, you know, because I can't say yeah, practice yeah. what I what I preach because I'm yeah, just asking right. these questions. I don't practice what I ponder. I know, I'm I know. there. Cool. Like I'm hunting my yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm there. But I, 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 I think yeah. yeah, but I think that like I do think that we gotta get some consideration to that transition. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And a Especially lot of times you come out. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? I I, I came off I came off uh C duty um coming off an extension. Um coming off uh uh a, a, a crazy, you know, um tragedy, a family a medical issue, tragedy, um, to moving into a new place to having to move all that, still doing all of this kind of tragic stuff yeah. straight off the extension and all of that to take, you know, it's COVID and all that. But to take the 14 days and then take the, the the leave for a month and then like is it just ready right back time to work? You know, it's we still got, you know, things we gotta get through. You know, my wife got surgery coming up mm-hmm. um, actually in December. So we still we're still in that, you know. So a part of my check-in was like letting people know about that. Like, yo, my wife, because I'm like super I was like, you know, conscious about it too. Like, cause in those months, I'm gonna have to be with my wife, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to help her out and, and do stuff like that. So I wanted them to know that. Because, yeah, if I come and I really do hit the ground, and, that, and that's another thing that kind of lingered, too. All right, we're going to come, we're going to hit the ground running because we know in this amount, this going to happen or this going to happen or whatever. Even that person with that messed up knee, like, yeah, I'm going to come hit the ground running real quick because when I drop that, I got this messed up knee on their ass. <laughs> like, 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 you know what I'm saying? So, But it's definitely one of them things I kind of think about um, shore duty versus sea duty. Uh, you ever heard of a quarter deck in a building? No. So you never. No. Went, I mean, you well, never. Well, take that back. Take that back. So I have seen quarter decks in a building, um, uh-huh. but I never known those quarter decks to be man. I think I I've been in one besides boot camp. Yeah, <laughs> I've been in one building I know of that the quarter deck is man for some reason. I don't even know why it's man there, but it is. Is uh, and maybe it's just man from a certain time, but. At the firefighting schools, I don't know if you ever noticed that. Every time you go into the firefighting school doors, <laughs> yeah. they always got somebody yeah. behind that 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 desk right there in the front. It's supposed to be the uh-huh. quarter deck, but every building has some type of quarter deck, I think, and it just have like you know like the president and all that stuff there in the front and who's in charge and all that stuff. But I never see it manned. You know what I mean? I'm on short duty. I, I can't see us having a a, a watch bill for <laughs> short duty for man in a quarter deck. I mean. Well, that's, that's we crazy. we had a quarter deck. We had a quarter deck in um in Annapolis uh, where I worked at, and not even like I ain't work on the the academy side. I worked on the other side. We had a quarter deck. We had a quarter deck watch. Man. We actually, you know, if you still at if you still at, at Annapolis at uh, waterfront readiness, man, y'all still stand at that quarter deck watch. Like I don't think nobody ever wanted to stand. Like nobody came through those doors. Like it's just like it was just yeah. the worst kind of watch you could have, man. So. I'm going to read the definition of quarter deck. Quarter deck, the part of a ship's 
upper deck near the stern, traditionally reserved for officers. The officers of a ship are the Navy. Um, the quarter deck is the raised deck behind the main mast of a sailing ship. Traditionally, it was where the captain commanded his vessel, right? Why is it called a quarter deck? The quarter deck was traditionally the place where the captain walked when on deck, usually on the windward side. By extension, on flush deck ships, the after part of the main deck where the officers took their station was also known as the quarter deck. I'm just trying to find somewhere where it says like it's the entrance sure of duty. a building. <laughs> like, like, like it's the sure entrance duty. of a building, man. Every, I, I, somebody might be mad at me, you know what I'm saying? Hey, but I'm just being honest. Every, like, I'm trying. To I just, know, I just know everything you just read says ship. Yeah, yeah. It's like so. It's <laughs> a metaphor. Sure I guess. Yeah, I guess the quarter deck being the entrance of a building is a metaphor. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, like my command is called the quarter deck of the navy. So it's like yeah. a metaphor. But um. Yeah. Somebody like somebody told me that they captain like was getting like they was uh, ringing bells when they captain you know oh, came into the building. Man. Yeah, I I, <laughs> that's crazy. I want to know if they you know whoever that was. I would like to know uh, when they 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 uh, ring them on board when they they came into the quarter deck. Like what did they ring them in as? Are they raising third officer? <laughs> is it commanding officer? Is it like whatever command it is? Like you on a ship to be USS whatever? Is that how they do it? I'm trying to figure out like how they what name they see. And I like to know that too, man. I can't imagine being a QM at that command and like you're in the building and somebody tell, hey, go to the roof, raise the third sub. <laughs> like go to, Captain Left, raise the third. Like that's crazy to me, yeah. man. But it is what it is. I've been to commands where inside the building. Uh, you know, it was it was it was called a quarter deck when you first walk in, and you know yeah. it was quarter deck rules. And uh, somebody was telling me they was on the phone and they had to open up the door, crack it a little bit in the building because they wasn't getting service. They like stepped out in somewhere that they thought was like a, just a vestibule, and somebody was like, "Hey man, you can't be on your phone on the quarter deck." It's like, <laughs> like what what quarter deck, man? So <laughs> I mean, I know we I know we do that. We call it that. It's like probably some traditional thing. I wonder why we started doing that. If somebody know why we started doing that, let me know. But yeah, that's that's crazy, man. That's that's like on shore duty, man. And it's like a it's like yeah, we can't man. get over <laughs> like we can't I, get over I, that ship life. Like they did kind of. Had a little quarter deck when we went through the COVID thing, but that only day that was us when people come in the building, you take their temperature and all that stuff. When, we, when it first started going down, yeah, you know what I mean. But quarter deck on shore duty, mm, I don't yeah, know, we man. can't get over that ship life, man. I mean, even at boot camp yeah. at A school, we used to call the buildings ships. You know, they were named yeah, after yeah, ships, yeah, yeah. but yeah. we used to call them ships. <laughs> like we, ain't but, call but, them but, but I understand why a little bit in A school and boot camp and all that is because they're uh -huh. trying to get you ready for that life. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I kind of understand. Tradition. Yeah, tradition. I understand it there. It's just getting you ready to know how to come on a quarter deck, know how to do this and how whatever. But Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And boot, yeah, and boot yeah, camp yeah. in A school, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but anywhere I else, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. like you ringing on the captain? Y'all ringing. Yeah, that's, that's know, crazy right there. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Right there, <laughs> hey, that's so crazy. a real quick, like, as <laughs> just something popped in my head. I was thinking about when I... um. I went to set in on my Devo, who actually was one of our guests, uh, you know, so my Devo at the time, uh, Mr. Davis, he mm -hmm. was an instant. I went to set in on his eval debrief, right? I was trying to see. <laughs> I walked up with him, right? And, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, you had the CEO was there, the XO. I think it was just the CEO on the XO. But I'm like, hey, and I, oh, the department, I think it was it. 
But I'm like, can I sit in on this? And it's like, no. <laughs> and then they they closed the door, right? And I was like, man. Like, I was like, why would they close the door on me, man? I wanted to sit up. But when I realized why I wanted to sit in on a, um, his eval debrief, it was like his first eval debrief. When I wanted to sit on his eval debrief, I only wanted to sit on his eval debrief just so I could say a bunch of good things about him. You know what I'm saying? Like, so they could hear me say it, you know? Uh, and then maybe like some area to work on or something like that. But it was really so they could hear me like, sing his praises and know like his chief thinks highly of him and so they could hear it from me that was wrong <laughs> like it wasn't even right like i didn't need i did not need to sit in on his eval debrief i mean his fit rep debrief and then when i kind of learned more about them i really learned that now there's really no reason for me to sit on that but i just remember my immediate reaction was like man these guys i ain't had to sit on his debrief at all man <laughs> that, that, that just popped that just that just popped in you know popped in my head yeah. Speaking about speaking about officers, though, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller is back in the news again. Yeah, man. Um, I hey, I think he got. I think he got a slap on the wrist, man. You know yeah. what I mean? In, in a in a in a in a way, he got a slap slap on the wrist, man. Because um, you if you look at what he could have got and what he did get did get um. Was was pretty good, man. But you can see who was the the judge at the time took a lot of um a lot of time looking at who he was in his seventeen years in the military, and he took that into uh, consideration. I think also, and I'm sure he probably took in the world's view also a little bit um, about what happened. But as you see, all the counts that he had against him, um, he pled guilty to. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. so he to, to me that let me know he knew um, what he could have got when he was talking about, it. and he knew his um, how he was going against the grain when it comes to uh, leadership. Anyway, uh, he was going against the grain a little bit. So, yo, I can't help but think that these decisions vary between judges. Yeah, 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 yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. You know what I'm saying? Like a yeah. different judge could do something completely and i mean and that's not i mean from my own thought process that's not like justice to me um not in sheller's case but when the judge is the difference between a ruling like that's not fair that's not justice that's not one judge that's just yeah yeah i think that's like another judge with a different point of view judges this thing completely different like yeah. you know, and that's that's crazy to me. I don't want to get too too much more into uh, yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Scheller. I feel like we you know we talked about him a few times already enough. But like the judges, man, like we I I don't think this kind of system. We somebody agree with him, somebody disagree with him, and that's what you get. You know what I'm saying? He did plead guilty. Um, I his uh like the like what he got like a half like a. Mm-mm. What's his punishment? So he get his pay going to be docked for... No, all that got no. throughout. The only thing he got was a letter of recommend. That was it. And then they talked about a, le- a letter, a letter of re- a letter of reprimand. Yeah, you said letter of reprimand. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, and then he got time served. Yeah, so he could have got his yeah. pay doc yeah. and and and, they, and then they gave him time served, but he's still getting out. Like he's still yeah, he you know he's still getting out. Yeah. Still um, gonna get out and make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can make a lot of money. Yeah, man. So um 
we always over here talking about like you know leadership and stuff, man. So I had the um, first off before I even talk about that, man. I had uh, I wanted to talk real well, bring up something real quick too, though, because my um, MM1 just had a baby girl, right? Mm-hmm. So I most definitely wanted to, to, to say big shots out to her baby girl. You know, healthy. She's healthy. The baby's healthy. Seven pounds, seven ounces. I might mess the name up, but uh, Amari Kazuka Jew. So, hey, big shots out to the health new member of the, of, the, of our team. And uh, big nice, shots out nice. to a healthy family. Yeah. Shout out, so, shout out. Yeah, man. So um, we always talk about leadership, right? So I want to talk a little bit about um, – uh, aggressive leader, right? And kind of like, like how we how we perceive aggressive leader, how we perceive um, on uh, how to correct, how to talk to. Um, and most of the time, mm-hmm. when uh, and I'm bringing this up because I've been on, a, I've been, a, I was on a uh, recently on a sh- on a on a ship, and I got uh, uh, got talked to about this, um, and talked to about them being an aggressive leader and and people like pretty much don't know how to handle handle them and then of course um in this situation um the person was black and they felt yeah. like they're aggressive so it's kind of like the aggressive black person type type you know angry black person type theory or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be um and and the way the conversation was going and and all that stuff it it, it they don't get um, mentorship from the mm-hmm. chain of command because they scared to talk to them. They scared about how they will, will react. If if you a leader out there and you scared how your sailor is going to react, you may be in the wrong business. You still got to you still have to mentor these sailors. People come to the navy out of several different backgrounds, you know, and they're going to lead differently. Your thing is to let them know, okay, this is what I think you should do better. Sometimes they take it in, sometimes they don't. But you put your your foot out there, dodging them because they're aggressive, right? Or whatever the case may be is not the right answer, right? Sending somebody else to do your thing, sending somebody else to talk to them because you don't want to talk to them as a leader, the wrong Mm -hmm. answer, right? And, um, and, and, And then what is that? What is the 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 angry black person? What is the aggressive leader? What what is that? You know what I mean? What is that answer? Um, I broke it. I I breaks it breaks it down in as this. Um, are you saying I'm aggressive because I go out there and I get stuff done? You saying I'm aggressive because I'm cursing everybody out and I and I'm disrespecting you? What is a aggressive leader? I don't understand that that question and when where it comes from or. The, the angry black person, what are we talking about? You know, uh, and those are the type of questions I want to know because um, as leaders, you have to, you have to, um, let me see what word I'm looking for. You have to um, evolve as a leader, right? So if I'm an E5 in the Navy and I'm aggressive and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm doing this and I'm being a little bit disrespectful, who's going to talk to that sailor? Who's going to tell them they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing or they may be doing too much. They may be doing this. If you're scared to talk to them, are you scared of what they may think or what they may say? You cannot mm-hmm. be, you cannot lead sailors like that because how are they going to evolve as a sailor if they don't know they're doing something wrong? 
Yeah. You have to be able to sit down with that sailor and talk to him, black, white, green, purple, and tell him the right and wrong on how you should approach things. Right now, if if I'm a if I'm a chief and I'm up there, I'm aggressive with the CO, somebody need to come talk to me and say, hey, I don't think that was the right approach. I think you should maybe do it a little bit like, you know what I mean? Or something. Yeah. Um, so if we're not talking to sailor, how are we gonna get better? You know what I mean? We're just going to like move around them. We're going to shift to the left. And when they come through the P-way, we're going to go right. We're going to go port side. We're going to start. I mean, what are we going to do? You know, so for all my leaders out there, man, I want to know some stories out there or, or something and and know your opinion on it, um, what you think, um, the stereotype of being aggressive and the stereotype of being the angry black person. Like, what? what I'm trying to find out what is that and, and how mm-hmm. we can move forward with that because I had a, a deep conversation about this. Uh, on one of my ships, I got pulled to the side and like really like talked about this. Like it was it was crazy. Was it a man or a woman? It's a female. Female. Okay. So that's and, and I'm so a, that's, I mean, I'm a, that's a yeah, that's and, another and, and, stereotype. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and I'm gonna that. tell you this. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you this right here though. Got shit done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got my Bravo Zulus. You know what I'm saying? In in my little report or whatever, man. Getting shit done. Um, but it's, it's like crazy to me that, that, you know, you can send somebody else to talk to this sailor was like throwing me off, man. Like what's going on with, with, with leaders though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, I just don't understand that, man. And what's going on? What's your thoughts on that? A few, um, one of them, I should have took some notes. Uh, one of them is about just emotional, uh, maturity. I don't think a lot of people like have, have it. Like, so I don't think a lot of people can handle, be impressed about certain things or um, especially in public. I think that's the case. My, my example is in public because if scenarios play out different in public and in private, uh, like almost every time, you know, if you get challenged by somebody in public, a lot of times your response is completely different. If that same person challenges you in private, you know what I'm saying? So it's been a lot of times, especially at work in the Navy, um, where I've been challenged in public um, and I might not even have a response, like as far as with that energy. So yeah. I wait till I wait till we get somewhere in private, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then no bring it back up like, hey, you brought this up, you know, here, like, you know, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? And it's a different conversation in private. You know, now we could work it out. You know, we could talk through it. It's different things where somebody was like really riled up, you know, in public. But I think on the other side of that coin as leaders, sometimes when people get challenged by sellers um, in public, they don't really have an approach to how to, first of all, like calm the situation down and then take it somewhere else and then have that same conversation. And when I mean by, and I don't mean challenged by like aggressively challenged or like, um, like disrespected or whatever. That's why I'm talking about emotional maturity. Like some things challenge people that you wouldn't even know was a challenge to them. Like, you know, I've challenged people as a first class uh, with things and they talked to me about it later. Like that wasn't OK that you did it. And it was things that I just would never have even thought like was challenging. Like it was ideas, you know, so you get these sellers that, you know, might have these strong opinions or strong personalities and they might be doing something that somebody else considers like disrespectful. Yeah. That they didn't even know was disrespectful. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
we had a we had a first class on here recently, and when you know we were talking to her, and I'm like, it was times where she would say something to me in front of like another junior seller, and the other seller would like make like a weird face, like, damn, you like said that to chief, and it's like I wasn't even like, like I didn't feel any way about it. Like then I'm yeah. thinking like that. Should I feel like should I be like you know I tell my sellers now like when you come talk to me if it's I'm like if you have a problem or an issue, like let's have a decent way of having a conversation, but talk to me. I don't want you to feel like you can't like, cause then you get sellers like her who now, now this is the other part of that, 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 that you get to when, when these kind of things happen. Cause now we're talking a little bit about the way people brought up cultures, race and stuff like that. Yeah. So if I don't let you talk to me, you get sellers that feel like they can't talk to you. And then the first thing they probably going to do is, and, and I don't know what comes first all the time. Right. But what's probably going to happen is that person going to gravitate to the person that they look the most like and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and talk to that person and feel like yeah, that that's the person that, you know, they could confide in or whatever like that. So then you get this weird separation of sellers feeling like they can only get mental. And I see it a lot, especially what, and this might, you know, really strike. And I'm, I really want my dream sellers to listen, you know, listen to this, uh, but like that they feel like they could really strike a, like kind of relate to. So you get the black seller wanting to talk to that black chief that they feel like yeah. they really could relate to. Right. Yeah. And then sometimes what happens there is like when these things happen, you know, you have a culture. Y'all got a way y'all talk. Y'all got a way y'all kind of act and laugh and chat. Y'all got things y'all kind of both were brought up kind of seeing. So then those another seller might see you that's of a different culture, different race, you know. And then as a chief, a leader, you know, and I, I know we're not talking about leader, but as a chief, a leader, they might think that you play in favorite, favorites because mm-hmm. of the way you they think you might have a bond with that other seller or whatever like that. Whereas really y'all just have cultural kind of similarities. So, so then that would make those sellers go to the people that they relate to the most. So then you get a bunch of people like isolated and not able to get leadership from really good leaders. And then those perceptions that we always talk about, about leaders and heart perception and all of that. Cause sometimes, and I'm not saying that her case, but sometimes that stuff is self-induced. Like sometimes we didn't had one to two to three experiences where something happened. So now we built up an opinion yeah. about something that's not always true. You know what I'm saying? I've been to way too many places with a bunch of different, you know, groups of chiefs. And, you know, we got white guys, we got black guys, women, men, and like the black person gravitated toward me. Yeah. You know, came and talked to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then when they was talking to me, sometime it was that same kind of conversation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, this happened and this happened and boom. You know, I've seen like leaders that like I've seen like uh, a white male chiefs with black sellers like, yo, he always come talk to you. You know what I'm saying? He don't he don't talk to me. He don't come talk to me. He always come and talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Now, some of that is a matter of making yourself approachable, too. It's like that. That's like a super complicated kind of thing. And I'm um, I'm trying to get all my thoughts out or whatever. Um, but some of that is a matter as a leader of like making yourself approachable and maybe, you know, opening yourself up to that emotional, more of that emotional maturity and being able like not everybody talk the same. You know, I had this thing where I had this thing where like when I was young, like I, it was certain things I don't really joke around with or whatever. And like because not everybody joked the same. You know what I'm saying? So like. Growing up in Philly, our jokes used to be harsh. Like, like yeah. you might fight, you know, it might, you know, 
like somebody else might want to fight you if you joke the way that you would joke in Philly. So when I first got into the Navy, like it would be like I would have to be closer to somebody. And it's still still to this day, even as a senior chief, like when me, me and you do this podcast, I'm comfortable, you know, with you. You know, we could joke around. It's still certain. I, I know it's certain limitations to the way that, you know, we would joke. But people yeah. that, you know, know me, the only thing I, I was going to talk more about this on our anniversary, but I like people now know like they joke, like now know about my sense of humor and stuff now. I think more because of the podcast. Like I'm a little bit more reserved in those public, you know, kind of places for a lot of those reasons. Like people that grow up differently. So sometimes they might not get each other. So whereas like this black woman might think might, well, somebody might think this black woman is coming off like aggressive, but that's just who she is. You know what I'm saying? That's just who she is as a person, you know, and me being, you know, me being me, I got some black uh, women now, you know, that work for me. And like, I've grown up around, you know, black women my whole life. You know what I'm saying? So I know what's what buttons to push. I know what's sensitive. I know what's insensitive. I know how to joke around with them to make them laugh or whatever like that. So a lot of those differences, I think, are sometimes like cultural differences. And I'm saying emotional, uh, like uh, people need to be a little bit more emotionally mature because I think people's feelings get hurt, especially in the Navy, way more than like they let them off, like they let it off to be like they feelings get hurt. Or whatever, especially as as leaders. I hope some of that made sense because I know yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's like mangled and jumbled. But I hope yeah. some of that made made some kind of sense because I think it's I think it's on the hands of everybody. <laughs> I yeah. think it's on the hands of everything. I think it's on the hands of us, like us as black chiefs. Oh, what, what you about to say? No, 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 no. You on the right? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think us as as black chiefs when we do go places in those black sellers like gravitate to us or whatever. I think sometime like, man, yo, damn, yo, this is about to hit. But I think sometime like we take that shit on and like run with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And we don't push them out to their own. Some, some, this just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. me kind of being facts. honest in my observation, like yeah, we yeah. don't push them out to their own chiefs. Yeah. Like, yo, talk yeah. to your chief, trust your chief. We take like, man, he's, you know, they, they, I, I grew up like this. I got, I want to help the seller. Boom, boom, boom. We went through this and we never being like, yo, talk to your chief, like give your chief the opportunity to, you know, listen to this, you know, fortunately yeah. in some of these situations, even with uh, FCA one, I would be like, Hey, did you talk, you know, did you talk to your chief, you know, stuff like that. But sometimes we don't do that. Like we yeah. want to help. We want to be leaders. We want to do this, do that, do that. We get real greedy or whatever yeah. like that. And then that makes people, you know, that creates a lot of animosity in a lot of different ways. You know what I mean? So yeah. if somebody just keep coming up to you and not going to somebody else, then they think that they can only talk to you. And that's not yeah. always the case, you yeah. know? So that's the case, you know, that's the case I think on our side is like black chiefs. I think, and we, cause we talk, we only talk now this whole angry person, it could be any race, anybody, but in this specific yeah, yeah, case, yeah, yeah. it's a black yeah. woman that we talking about on the side of the other side of the coin what whoever the chief she might be talking to, um, I, I think it's a, a a opening up. You know what I'm saying? You might have to touch your limitations with the way that these words you feel like are coming out. A lot of that yeah. stuff is not like intentionally like you know disrespectful, but it's a different way than uh, I, from based off my experience and what I've seen um, in every conversation I've ever had. A black woman and a white woman. 
they talk, and I don't know why I feel like I'm walking on eggshells in this conversation, but like I would have a different conversation with a white woman than a black woman from tone to expression to a lot of different things because yeah. the culture, like everything, like they're different. Like we're all different. So as a white man who might be used to talking to white women, you know, through the way that you was brought up and all of that stuff, some of that way, them tones and some of them expressions, some of that stuff from that black woman might be like, oh, what? like, is this an attitude? Is this, you know, that, that a lot of it might not be, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And my, and, and if you come to my, is it, like, even the difference between my family and like me in the way I talk to my mom and, you know, my wife in the way her and her mom interact, you know what I'm saying? And which I love everybody I'm talking about to death, but me and my mom or me and my brother or me and my like best friends, we could have an aggressive conversation, like a debate. You know what I'm saying? Crazy, hardcore, like, um, especially like with my friends and stuff like that, like the highest tones of ours, but we love each other. Like me and my brother, we, I remember we went through this whole phase where like 20 minutes at the beginning of our conversation was like an argument. You know what I'm saying? Then we get in, Hey, but how you doing, man? You know, we love each other. You know what I'm saying? So that's, yeah. that's the difference. It's different differences in different cultures. Now as that seller, right. Yeah. And uh, some of this stuff, people going to want to hear some of this stuff people might hate to hear in either way. As that seller now, you know, have we closed the door on approaching the other people because of what they did to us? You know what I'm saying? Have we closed the door or have we had that conversation or do we invite? I remember like, <laughs> like, like trying to like forcefully tell somebody that I was approachable. It's the weirdest thing ever. You know, but I'm like, I am approachable. Like, it's like, yo, like, yeah. dude, like right now you're not, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it's like. <laughs> I remember yeah. having that, but it's like, did we close the door? You know, have we sat down and expressed that? Like, Hey, I don't want you to feel like, and then what happens when we do take that criticism? Have we evaluated what happens after we do take that feedback or what has happened in the past after we did take that feedback? Um, that would make somebody think that we couldn't take feedback. Now, and that's not always the case. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes nothing happening and you, the person just can't take feedback and that's wrong. That's not right. That's not always the case, but have we ever saw how we did respond to feedback or whatever like that? And I'm not in no way, shape or form. Am I trying to tell a black woman to come across different? You know what I'm saying? That's how we, you know, that's how we brought up. That's yeah. how we come across or whatever like that. Yeah. But, um, now, it could, it what's up. Yeah. Um, so the, and this is not about like, like who's right and who's wrong. You know what I mean? No, it's no. the, it, yeah, it's, it's the fact that, you know, angry like what is what it what what really is that and this is two sides to every story too yeah you know what i mean so we have to look into all that but my bottom line situation when i look at this is we have to get to a point though you know what i mean we can't ignore it if something's going yeah. on and you can't do this you can't do that you can't ignore that you can't be effective if you do uh, ignore it it's a touchy. It's 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 a, it's a it's, touchy. It's touchy. Topic. It's touchy. It's touchy. But I feel like it has to be touched on, though. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, like I had a situation where something happened, and I was way out of my swim lane. Uh, but I had to touch that situation, though. It's way right, out right. of my swim lane. But if I didn't touch it, I feel like I was like like you said, walking on eggshells. And I don't walk on eggshells, right. man. Like I don't I don't do negativity. I don't do any of that stuff. So. I felt like I had to have a sit down and talk about this situation because um, 
I talk to everybody. Uh-huh. You know, I talk to everybody. If I feel like I am being ignored, I'm being like, like, like no one is listening to what I'm saying. And normally we have a good conversation. Now we don't know more. I got to address mm-hmm. that. Do you know what I mean? Like I have to like talk about that okay. uh, and find out, you know, the root of it because that's not what I want though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like as, as leaders though, the conversation has to be had. Every conversation you have as a leader is not going to be perfect. It's not going to be yeah. a great, it may, it may be an ugly conversation. It may be whatever, but the conversation has to be had and it has to be a resolution to that conversation. It has to be hashed out some kind of way so yeah. you guys can move forward. You can't move forward uh, without having a team behind you. You cannot be a great leader without having a great team behind you that's ready to, like you, like we say, run through a brick wall for you. You know, yeah. you I mean, have I, to. What? What's up? No, I, I was going to give you two. I got two examples. I got a junior seller that's black woman who uh, I think most people thought like she had an attitude. Like she was like, had always had an attitude. She's like one of the most professional people I know. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. She's just matter of fact. She's just like super matter of fact, though. She's not doing extras. Like she's not there to laugh, joke. And I'm, I mean, I always get a kick out of like making her laugh. Like, like she, yeah. you know, she laughs. But like she does, like I've never seen an attitude ever. Like it's just a matter of fact. I'm not giving you extra happy. I'm not giving you super sappy. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. I'm working. What can I do for you? I'm going to do it. It's done. Right. So that's that case. Now I'm going to talk about a woman officer who we, Love and respect. Um, it was people who thought that too. And I'm like, you know, so I remember one time I interrupted her from um from something one day, right? I like she's in the middle of something and I interrupt I interrupt her from something. And I'm like, hey man, I, you know, I, I know I'm interrupting you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like try to, you know. And she is like, uh, yeah, I'm in the middle of something. I get with you when I'm done, right? Meanwhile, this thing that I think is like the most important thing in my world or whatever, like she don't even know what I'm presenting. I still try to say, you know, something else. I'm like, yeah, yeah. but I, she's like, she's like, I told you I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> I get with you when I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's that was like she did nothing wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She she I, 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 you know, when I left for a second, I'm like, man, like she just, you know, just pushed me away. But she did nothing wrong. She told me yeah. exactly everything that was you know, and, and, and as you know, you develop and you really start to understand people and you do start to sit with them and talk to them, you understand those kind of moments. Like, but she, she told me everything I needed to know at that moment in time. And here it was hey. the exact, like it was the exact thing. <laughs> and that I got mad to love too, that, that from her, too. you know yeah. what I'm talking about, right? From yeah. her. Yeah. She yeah. like, yeah. right. And she but, listened, but, she listened but, to, but, the, she listened yeah. to us and stuff but like I, that. But, you know? but, but I even got like, to tell you the truth. When I when it, when I was told this, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Like when I was told this, and I walk away, and I'm walking away, I got even more respect. Yeah, right. For yeah, that person. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? For that person, because you know how people try to. No, I'm focused on something right now. I'm trying to get this little bit done. Then I come talk to you, so you can have yeah. my uninvited attention. You know what I mean? That's what it, that's what it was about. And that's it. it. A, yeah, that's <laughs> right. About. That's it. No yeah, emotions. Man. I'm the one with the emotions. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, I, what am I getting? Like, this is exactly what I need to know when I need to know it or whatever like that. And that's my, and that's not the very off topic, but that's how I look at like customer service too. Like yeah. I look at it a few ways. Like if you do customer service or whatever, work at wherever, 
Like what I think about when I used to work at Wendy's, I didn't do nothing extra. You know, I said everything I was supposed to say, the exact way I was supposed to say it, I give you your change, you get your food, and you get up out of here, right? I didn't do anything extra, you know, but I did exactly what I'm supposed to do or whatever like that. And I, and, and that's, so now when I go places, I think good customer service, I think is the people that do actually, I do think it's the people that do actually, like, Hey, how are you doing? And they want to start a conversation with you. But I also think good customer service is that precise person that understands the assignment and does exactly what it is they need to do. Nothing more, nothing less. I'd be like, tag, that was proficient. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's my, hopefully, you know, we made some sense yeah. out of that. And, um, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and most definitely would love for more conversation, more feedback about that, man. Cause it's a big topic for me. And um, I love having these conversations, man, especially with you, man, because you have a, a good perspective on, on a lot of stuff, yeah. you know, when it comes to this. So um, if anybody out there, you know, want to add to this or want to get on and talk to us about it, I love these type of conversations, especially about leadership, especially about um, different types of leadership. Cause people, everyone have different types of leadership and how they lead people, and um, man, my only concern is, is that um, at the end of the day, um, you guys, will, everybody's working as a, you know, a team because that's what you need mm-hmm. in the Navy. You need a team. You can't do it by yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. So big news, though. Big news. Did it come out this week? I think it came what? out this week. Big news in the Navy, man, um, about uh, the vaccination. Yeah. Yeah. Man, man, man. So yeah. now, and from from what I have read, you know, um, is that that vaccination man is um, is you can get you can get kicked out the navy now, man. I ain't gonna say kicked out. You can get administrated. Uh, they separated um, from the navy uh, mm-hmm. if you don't get your mandatory um, shot. Um, and what is, and, and they even put dates on it. <laughs> they put dates yeah. on it now, man. For, you know, for active duty, 28 November, if you reserve, it's, uh, it's, uh, 28 December. Right. Yeah. So they put a, they put a, they, they put a, they put a stamp on it now, man. So, uh, at first I know some came out and said, okay, yeah, it's mandatory, but they didn't put dates and they didn't put all that stuff on it at that time. And uh, now it is, man. So. What, um, first off, I'm gonna tell you like 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 my point of view of it. And I knew it was coming the whole time. I mean, I said it was gonna be mandatory before it was mandatory. Before people even started talking mm-hmm. about it, I had yeah. said on one of the episodes I talked about it before. I said, "Hey, this gonna it's gonna become mandatory um, for everybody." Um, now, I know as as into the world itself, uh, we always talk about um, we talk about having a choice, you know, and and, and how people. You know, yeah, if they want to do it, they do it. If they don't want to do it, they don't want to do it. But, hey, man, in the, in the military, though, we know when you sign that paper, things are different, man. Things yeah. are different when it comes into the military than saying uh, no to. You cannot say no to, to certain things, right, in yeah. the military. And once it becomes black and white, it's no more no to that stuff, man. Like you, if they say, okay, you're going to do this. Um, if you say, no, you don't want to do it. The next step is getting out. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's just, that just is what it is. Um, so um, I also think that message that says something about 98% of the, of the Navy is vaccinated. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a huge ass number right there, man. So, I mean, and I'm not surprised some people don't want to take it. I'm not that's, that that doesn't surprise me, but I think this is a good message. And the reason why I say that is because you're giving someone a choice. A lot of times, man, like you don't have a choice when it comes when these messages come out. They say, "Okay, you're going to do this." Right? Yeah. But now this new message saying, "Okay, you if you don't want to do this, you can get out." So yeah. I think that's I think it's a positive thing, not a negative thing. I know people say, "Oh, they kicking me out the navy." No. Yeah, that's how people choice. Look at it. That's how they going to look at it. But I feel like they're giving you a choice right now. Yeah. If you feel only- that way, if you feeling like Kyrie about this shot, you know what I mean? Kyrie Irving, you feel about him, but hey, I don't, I'm not taking it, I'm not taking it, I'm not taking it. Now you got a choice. Um yeah. to really, to really now when people get out about this shot, and they say, okay, I'm getting out of the military, blah, blah, blah. I feel like now you really got those type of feelings, not just doing it just to say, I'm just not taking it. I feel like you really have some concerns about it if you give up your Navy career for it. You know, so yeah. Uh, I, my, the only thing I worry about, like I said, I'm neither here nor there with the vaccine. Yeah, me either. Um, me either. I, I, I have my vaccine. I have it. And, and um, I, on the other hand, like what Kyrie doing, like just sticking to, I like people that stick to their guns no matter what yeah. it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, right or wrong. Play, you can't right play. or wrong. Yeah, He's right. sticking to his beliefs. I like people that stick to their beliefs. I'm um, yeah. not talking about a vaccine or not at all. Right. But, um, Cause people like these, like the pro vaccine kind of community is like really coming down on people that's like against the vaccine. Like you can't, you can't say anything. But um, what I do want to say about the vaccine for the service members is a lot of these civilian jobs on the civilian sector. There's a requirement there too now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, damn, it's like if you get out because of the vaccine. It's a lot of jobs, you know, and I ain't saying it's nothing to do because it's got businesses and, you know, think other things and places that's not like that. But it's uh, like my wife, she, you know, she's been holding out, you know, on a vaccine and stuff like that. But uh, she like she she's like, I knew eventually I was going to get it, you know, but mostly every job she looking at. Right. Federal, whatever. Like, it's a lot of jobs that you have to get And it ain't just federal. It ain't just government. It's a lot of places now where you got to get the vaccine anyway. Yeah. So so it's almost unavoidable. It's like it's like if you wanted to join the Navy, if you that person that like wanted to join the Navy for like a certain reason, you know, and then a vaccine came up and then like if you looking at, you know, the door because of that, did you is that reason accomplished or not? Are you going to be able to like hit whatever goal you have as a civilian? Because a lot of these places on the civilian side, like I know I keep saying it, but they they shutting you out too if you don't got no vaccine. Yeah, you know? man, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal now, man. It's it's huge in California too, man. Like like I hear, man, the the, the governor said something to the effect of this. Me, you know, paraphrasing, uh, said something to the effect even with the school system, man. They doing like weekly tests. If you like an athlete, like my my daughter's a cheerleader, which I don't know if that's an athlete or not. Don't 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 beat me up by that cheerleader mom. That's an athlete. That's an yeah, athlete you know, for the cheerleader moms. For the cheerleaders <laughs> and cheerleader moms. That's an athlete. That's an athlete. So that's my, competitive sport. I want to say that's a competitive sport. Uh, so my daughter has to get the COVID, you know, yeah. uh, test weekly. Like right. So even with now with with the teachers in in in, in certain parts of California right. now have to get uh have to get tested all the time. So. 
Um, you're right, man. These jobs, it ain't just military no more, man. It's these jobs, it's yeah. everything now, man, that that uh they really gonna make it hard for people. You know, yeah. now we look at we look at Kyrie's situation and Kyrie, you know, sticking to his guns, but guess what? Kyrie done made millions and millions and millions of dollars and probably got businesses, probably got all type of stuff that he's doing. You know yeah. what I mean? So it, it is going to be a little bit different in Kyrie from the average the right, Joe. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And I, wonder, yeah, and I wonder what they, I wonder what we think when we do make decisions, like to make, you know, to make the vaccine mandatory. I wonder if, if, if everything's mapped out and I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure somebody in a room like, Hey, well, do you, do you know that, you know, if we do this, there's going to be a lot of people walking out of jobs. If we do this, it's going to be this. It's going to be that. Then I wonder how that conversation goes after yeah, those questions man. come up. I yeah. always wonder. Like, I just wonder. You know what I'm, I got my vaccine. I got it before the Navy ever said I had to get it. None of that stuff. Uh, you know, I, I chose to get it, you know. But I always wonder, like, when we factor all of that stuff in, like, what's the like what's the end game with some of this stuff? Like, you know, it's yeah. like if, 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 if I make a decision, you know, and, then, and I know the repercussions, then I... I got to qualify, like, you know, my decision um, with with those repercussions being known, you know, and I wonder, like, how how much thought is put into that. But I do to get to get myself off of diving off this cliff because I could dive off. This is a crazy kind of yeah. thought cliff that I could. I, it's a whole lot of thought that I have about it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I want to go to the whole uh, the CCDA may also seek recoupment of applicable bonuses, special incentive pays and the cost of training and education for service members refusing the vaccine. Those separated only wow. for vaccine refusal will receive no lower than general discharge under honorable conditions. This type of discharge could result in the loss of some veterans benefits. Right. So it's more big. to it. Yeah, yeah it's man. more to it than you just getting up out of here. Right. Yeah. It's, it's big, other stuff, like especially like I didn't, I haven't read that deep into it, but if it's most definitely saying something about your GI Bill and things like that, the things that you're looking forward to, if you get out, you can go right to college, you can do all this stuff. If they taking that stuff away, man, that's that that's even get gets deeper, then yeah. man. Get, get hey, much. so let's say like you you like can you like let's say you were past twenty or you was on some kind of like extension or something like that. Um something like an obla server something like that man you can't just drop your retirement papers i don't know i i, I will think you could um but you know retirement don't work like that though it takes time yeah i was gonna say it don't you know yeah I mean? it don't it's, look it's yeah a, i was gonna say it yeah don't. when you drop those papers it could be a year it could be two years for you yeah. actually retire so yeah man no that's crazy that's yeah. crazy like it's like man like if you did your 20 and you could retire you know, but you was like, yeah, I'm going to push it out. Boy, now you get kicked out. <laughs> like, because you ain't want to take no vaccine. Yeah, it's like, yo, yeah. we can't send all of the people that was, like, retiring yeah. somewhere and let them kind of retire. Like, nah, yeah, you man. Gotta, oh. I, I, you know what, though, man? What I haven't encountered, and I want to encounter this, and I don't care if you military or not. I want to encounter this. Uh, and it's my personal thing. Um, I haven't encountered a person with a real reason why they're not taking the vaccination. Like, like when they, a lot of times people are not taking it because they don't want to take it, period. This is their thing. They don't want to take it. But I have not really like talked to someone that really has a point behind not taking it. I mean, when I say this, when I say this, when I say that like that, if you have a religious, a religious reason, that's different. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, 
uh, a no crowd. I'm not taking it because of X, Y, Z. Not because really, I know people are not taking it because of religion and all. I mean, it's some people saying that they don't trust it. Like, I mean, that's to me, that's a valid point. Like, if but but you don't to me, that's a valid point. Like, if not trusting, you're not trusting it though. When I say you, when somebody just comes to me and say, I just don't trust it. I want someone to explain to me why they don't trust it. Not just saying they don't trust it. I want points behind not trust. So if, if 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 they say again, I have a vaccine. I really, man, I don't want to talk about a vaccine. <laughs> like I yeah. really don't. But but like if if I say I don't trust it because it ain't been like I don't feel like it's been a long enough time span for us to observe what happens after we take the va- vaccine because. COVID is kind of fresh and new. Somebody could say, well, we've been new about it. It was on the bottles or whatever. But if somebody was trying to defend themselves against why they wouldn't take it based off they don't trust it, then, I mean, for instance, aspirin. I just saw a news article that said, hey, we used to say aspirin was good for health, heart health. Now we know it's not. Like, like, damn, like, all right, now, like, after all of these years, we're finding out, like, something is, is yeah. not good, even yeah. though we've been saying it was good for all of these years. So, I, like those, in my opinion, like those things justify people to not trust things. Like, oh yeah, black tea. We found out we used to say black tea was good for this. Now it causes this. Are we used to say like we? It's like in seventy years, we don't know what we're gonna say about the. Co- yeah. Again, I'm vaxxed. Yeah. I chose to be, but in seventy yeah, yeah. years, we don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, hey, were you yeah, serving yeah. in the navy before? Like, we found out. Like, it's like say, like I saw a video about like some form of like three M. Air, yeah, air and protection that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah where yeah. you serving in navy this the shit that was protecting us we thought like our yeah. ears yeah. like and then we found out years later that it wasn't so me me personally i can't ever question people that say they don't trust stuff because we've been yeah. proven that yeah yeah and i'm with you with 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 the trust thing what i'm what i'm saying is that i haven't talked to no one about it though you know what i'm saying uh-huh. like Mostly everybody who hasn't I have countered, like personally encountered um on social media or not just was like, I'm not taking it because I'm just not taking it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I kinda wanna like see and I'm not this is not me not gonna be a debate with me. I'm not debating on what you if, yeah, yeah, about you your thing. Hear, I just wanna yeah. hear like I wanna hear good, you know, reasons like, yeah, man, that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? I, I will say that. Yeah, that's good. That makes sense. I understand why. You know what I mean? That's all I wanna do, just just hear some good conversations about why people um, don't want to don't want to take it. Um, and from the the Kyrie thing is now we just don't have access to that. I'm sure Kyrie has a really good reason why he's not going to do it. He not take the vaccination, and then he might end up taking it. Who knows? But I'm saying I'm sure he has his own reasons about why. I would just like to know because I like to know things like that, man. Because if I do know things, it make me make different decisions on what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff I don't know. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I just like to have good conversations about that stuff. Yeah. So if somebody want to have a good conversation with me about it and talk about it, please do. Please, please, please. Hey, real quick. Um, we talked about map and like a couple of our podcasts uh, so far, like just map and sellers being map. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when I was talking to my mom one day, she was talking about one of the episodes and she was like, yeah, I was listening, but I didn't really understand all the terms y'all were talking about. And I know when we started, we used to kind of break down terms and stuff like that. So I just want to say what, what map is without like saying everything it is. So I don't want nobody listening. Well, that's not map. You got quotas, you got this, that. So for like civilians that listen and they don't know what we mean when we talk about a seller getting mapped is you got like standard ways of promotion, right? It's standard ways that sellers promote. Uh, we take tests twice a year. 
Um, and, you know, after after the results come out, it's a couple other elements uh, involved. You know, sellers promote up to the next rank, respective pay grade in the Navy. Right. That's the kind of standard way that sellers promote. A MAP is an acronym, right? It stands for Meritorious Advancement Program, right? And what the MAP does is um, a cat, it leaves like the promotion in the hands of the chain of command. So you might get a seller that's like doing real good, um, uh, pushing hard, working hard. Uh, Our few of them, you know, it's boards and stuff like that. I'm not going to get that deep. You might get a seller that's doing real hard, uh, uh, working real hard, doing well, and the command might feel like they want to meritoriously advance that seller without that seller having to uh, be advanced from the exam or um, that that method of advancement. So then the command, the captain, you know, would make that decision. And it's a little bit, like I said, it's more of that story, but the captain would make that decision to advance that seller to the next pay grade. So whenever we say that term map, that's what we're talking about, like meritorious yeah. advancement of a seller to the next pay grade without going through the traditional means of advancement or whatever. Which is coming up, right? Yeah. It's coming up right now. Um, so, yeah, man, um, I think now um, – so, first, I want to talk about, you know, our movie selection too, man. You know, um, on the movie selection that I supposed to pick the movie this week uh, for us to watch. Uh-huh. But – um, Domo ended up picking the movie because I was a little busy this week, uh-huh. right? So you took you 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 took on the movie and and uh, the movie is uh, Cherry, and uh-huh. I remember on our last episode we kind of talked about movies that's like you know like over two hours and things like that, over so, two and a half hours, <laughs> over two and a half hours. You wouldn't point that out. <laughs> two and a half. Cherry, so, two hours and 20 minutes. So, so I popped in <laughs> old Cherry. Old Cherry was two hours and 20 you gotta, minutes. Yo, man. you got to watch some of the stuff you be saying, man. Hey. <laughs> like, like you got to be careful like with the way you Two work. hours and 20 minutes, man. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I said, didn't we just talk about these two-hour movies, man? But Cherry was two hours and 20 minutes. So... Uh, I watched Cherry, and some uh-huh. of the time when I was watching Cherry, Cherry started watching me. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I was off and on. You know what I mean when it comes to like nodding out, watching it, nodding out, watching. So, uh, with that being said, I'm gonna get you. I mean, you can get started on on the on the movie selection and, and, and who was in it because it was a it was a it was to me starting off just a quick general like like real quick man. It's it's one of those movies that. In the beginning, I just didn't know where it was going. Uh huh. Right in the beginning, then I started because I knew because you look in the in the in the reviews and things like that, it tells you what the movie's about, right? It tells you the movie's about PSD and all uh-huh. stuff like this. But you really, if you didn't know that about, if say you didn't look at the review of the movie and you probably watched the first 20, 30 minutes of the movie, you wouldn't even think it was about PTSD at all. Okay. Um, uh, but other than that, man, uh, like I said, um. I'm gonna let you go first, man. You go to Pink so you can talk about it a little bit. Okay. So I, I do if you listening to us right now, right, and you thinking like, man, like it's so much other stuff that happens, so much other stuff that's going on. We got like, man, we probably got like 20 more things that like in the tuck. So we might, I don't know, man. You might get an extra episode or something. I don't know. 
but uh we still got way like a whole lot of stuff we uh we did not talk about um i do want to say that but um uh to get into this movie cherry right uh it's directed by the russo brothers if you're not familiar with the russo brothers uh they directed avengers uh endgame yeah and infinity war they did infinity war endgame i think they did the other captain america too the civil war one i think i want to say but um it's directed by the, the, the russo brothers and it's starring tom holland yeah. um the 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 I don't want to fake and do research. I, I do it right now, actually. But it's directed by the the Russo brothers. It's starring Tom Holland, and then the, the woman lead. Her name is Sierra Bravo, and she looked like she like eight years old in the face. Yeah, man. she did look. She did look young, man. You know what I'm saying? That like some of that was kind of like for the subject matter of the movie. Some of that was kind of weird to me because she looked super young, man. Yeah, she did. But look um, young, man. But it, I had a different experience with the movie. I like a lot. I look at reviews for a bunch of movies and stuff like that. This movie wasn't reviewed well, but it looked like users like liked it more than I guess the critics. Um, Sometimes I'm in line with the critics. For this one, I might be in line with like users. Um, I actually like this movie. Um, I, I, I and like talking to Damon, it's kind of cool because he's giving me the perspective that I'm seeing like a lot of the critics actually had about it being kind of like clunky yeah. like yo what is this this is weird this kind of seemed like but it's about like it's actually about like a real person is based off a real story um the movie is called uh the story is called cherry um and it's written by some, uh, like he was a he was in the military right i'm and i'm trying to get his name that's why i'm like kind of stuttering a little bit but it's written by oh nico walker is his name right so nico mm-hmm. walker is the name of the real person that wrote cherry yeah. Um, so uh, Tom Holland, who I really like as uh, Spider-Man and Peter Parker, actually, yeah. um, to all the kind of uh, Marvel uh, fans out there. I like him as both Spider-Man and Peter Parker. But um, it was about um, we could get into a little bit of spoilers on here. Right. He was uh, he was a drug addict. Right. I would say the movie was primarily about his drug addiction. Um, it was secondarily about his love story with her. And the third part of this movie was about the fact that he was uh, he he was a he robbed banks, yeah. um, and then somewhere in his life he went to the military for a while. He went to the army, and he got PTSD. Mm-hmm. Right. So the movie's about the the PTSD part. What I will say about this movie is I normally like dark themed movies and like realistic kind of gritty movies. Um, I, I didn't know how hard it could be for me to watch a movie about drugs and being addicted to. Uh, opium and uh, uh opioids and uh heroin heroin i i was it was a lot of uncomfortable scenes i don't know how much of this movie you saw because you said you was kind of in and out of sleep yeah, but yeah. like constantly poking needles in your leg and it was hard man I, like i had a harder time watching this than like squid game like this was to me more graphic than squid game because there's really people like living a life like this you know what i'm saying like some of the drug bruises and the dude like yeah. 13 holes in his arms like like you know uh pooping on yourself and like it was crazy it's like so much stuff man real if you want to watch something that's like really really gritty uh watch it tom holland did incredible to me as yeah. a like seeing him yeah. from like spider-man yeah. tom holland did great the the woman who led the movie did great i'll give it a three and a half out of five uh to yeah. be honest i give it a three and a half out of five it's to me it was a pretty decent movie i like weirdly kind of put together movies and stuff like that so it, it was to me it was pretty decent 
the acting was on point to me. Um, a lot of the story, the way it looked was on point. Um, and that's, I mean, if you get uh, good acting and it looks good and it's a decent story, you pretty much got me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was, it was decent. Um, it's ways that it, of course it could have been better, but it's dark. You know, if you want to watch something that kind of like cool and dark, check out cherry, man, three and a half out of five. Yeah, man. Um, so for the, um, the, the female in the movie, I know we talked about it. Her, I guess her name was Sierra Bravo. That's who Emily was yes, in, yeah, in, 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 the, in the movie. So, and again, yes, she did look young. Now, Tom Holland, hey, he did a he did a good job in the movie from from an actor uh, standpoint. Even she did too as a, for an actress too. Um, but my my takeaway from this movie is what I know about Tom Holland. The movies uh-huh. he I have seen him play before and things like that to this movie. So, kind of around yeah. your thoughts too from him going from those type of movies. To this movie was a big deal, man, um, because it is a dark movie. Um, but uh, I think he did a hell of a job um, in the movie um, and playing the part. And it was a graphic. It, it, I'm telling you, man, like if you've been around, if you was that person that been around drugs and been around things like that in your life, you kind of like relate to that shit. Like, man, that stuff happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? That stuff he, that's happening in this movie right now happens in real life uh, when it comes to that stuff. So, um, he went for the into the into the military, but, he, but at the in the beginning, you know, if and going into the military was a decision he made because he broke up with Emily. Like Emily was breaking up with him or whatever, so he made a decision. And you know what? I got to do something with my life. So he went ahead and signed up for the military. Then she ended up not leaving, and he still had yeah. to do his, do his two years in the military or whatever. Um, but um, it was a hard movie to watch because you know his friends and stuff. You know. And, and him himself and all those it was on those drugs um and it really really was a, a hard movie to, to watch also and um but if i was giving it a it a judge i'm giving it off the the act i'm gonna give it a, a 3.5 though but i'm okay. giving it a, a 3.5 mostly because of of the act of tom holland um yeah um i, I feel like he he did a he did a good job so um but i can't see where um um, the critics uh, really like may have not, you know, liked this movie as well as 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 we might have liked it because of uh, I think it's how it jumped from from like I'm talking about it jumped from from um, in the beginning of being like little minor, little small time drug de- deals and and doing little drugs here, like you know, ecstasy and things like that, popping some pills here and there to some real serious stuff like. PTSD then jumped to some yeah. real heavy, heavy, heavy drugs when they got, you know, got a little bit older. So, um, and then robbing the bank. So you went, you had like, like to me, if I was a movie critic, I'm thinking about it, man, it's like three or four movies in one. Yeah. But I mean, that was the dude's life really. Yeah. Like, but that was, real. but it was, it was, and, and it, it happens. That's why I think I related to it more because this is what happens though. You yeah. know what I mean? This is, this could be uh your life and how many people that i know no shit like for real like have came home from the army not, i'm not even talking the navy coming in the navy I'm talking about the army yeah you know back in the day when i was growing up came from the army and then came back and got on drugs you know yeah. back in the 80s man and and in the beginning of the 90s that lived a life like this so yeah. i kind of like yeah man shit like that does happen so yeah man um, i do i do want to say his girl was a ride or die man 
Like she yeah, was the yeah, definition man. of ride or die. Like she was yeah, Woody. And, Sierra she was Woody man. from the beginning, yeah, man, the beginning to the bloody end. Like she was Woody the whole time, man. Yeah, I, man. One of the, I think the scene that, like, I'm, like I know we pretty much wrapping up. I think the scene that hit me the most was when he, um, when she almost died. Like she had OD. If you, it's spoilers, so if you, you should watch the movie still. But she yeah. OD. She almost died. You in the hospital. Her mom like, yo, leave. If you love her, leave. Right. So he leaves. She goes to uh she goes away to the uh rehab. Mm-hmm. Right. He somehow she I guess she comes home to visit. I don't even you I don't know if you were asleep on this part, but she come home to visit, she get off the bus and he like, yo, he take her to another bus. Like she's like, Where are we going? He take her to another bus, like, go back to rehab. She like, no. She like, I'm gonna do drugs with or without you. I'm gonna oh. be doing drugs with or without you. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, man, like, and I don't want to give all that scene away, but that was a good scene. It was well acted. Like everything was great. The tone was good. Everything was good. Um, I'm going to plug a book real quick. Um, I just feel like we wrapping up. <laughs> so I'm going to plug a book real quick. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, everybody probably knows about it. I read it. If you heard about it and wondering if you should read it, you should read it. Uh, Robert T. Kiyosaki is the, uh, uh, author who was he's actually a military vet but um rich dad poor dad robert t kiyosaki uh everything that you think that it is it is it's a good book really good book um a lot of the things you know these books some books have you like stop reading and try to do stuff and all of that like this book didn't do that and i i, I got it in audio format and um some things that i just think about when it comes to money and stuff is like I never even thought about applying it from the book. It just happened to apply itself. You know what I'm saying? So this book really did have a good influence on my life and my subconscious, um, the way I think subconsciously, you know what I'm saying? It came from this book. I never was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take these notes. I'm going to do this. I became a better manager of money, like after reading this book or whatever. And uh, a bunch of other books, How to Win Friends and Influence People, like Atomic Habits. There's so many books like that that you could read. All of, When you get in your 30s, and you start reading all them self help books. Uh, some of them things really work when you're not even thinking about it. So, yeah, uh, rich dad, poor dad, Robert T. Kiyosaki. Yeah, and and for that book also, man, I I have like, uh, like you say, you also heard of. We all heard about this book. Uh, I didn't read the entire book. I I, I kind of one was one of those guys that like certain parts of the book I took. Like I, mm-hmm. um, someone talked to me about, hey man, read this chapter, read that about it. Um, but you're right though, man, that book and I, and, but with that book, I was always saying, I'm going to read this whole book. I just haven't got, got to doing it. Yeah, I actually yeah, got the book. book, you know what I mean? But I just haven't got to it. But, um, I don't think no one has, as, has, um, read this book and had a bad thing to say, like say it didn't work. It didn't help them. It didn't do something in some type of way. And also on top of that, when it comes to managing money, almost every book you read reference this book. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's always re- referenced in this book right here. So uh, most definitely, I'm with you. I know it's a good book. Yeah, definitely a good book, man. Yeah. Definitely a good book. Hopefully, this was a good episode. Oh yeah, man, most definitely. I think it was a <laughs> yeah, great episode, sure, man. Um, sure. Talked about uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, we did. Um, so just for the future, a little bit, man. We gonna we gonna put, pump out some episodes, man, because I got a good feeling, man. I'm finna, I'm finna go um, next week. Um, I'm going to Japan, so um, I'm gonna be stuck somewhere for like, you know, at least at least 
10 days stuck in a room. So hopefully we get a chance to pump out some episodes, man, when I'm in that room. For, so listeners, get ready. It's going to be some oh, by the ways. It's going to be some, you know, full episodes or whatever, whatever we go with, man. We're going to be going and pumping them out, man. So stay, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Appreciate you. I'm out of here, man. I'm yeah, out of here. I love you. Mississippi. Y'all. Let's get it.